just can't exercise their individual liberties by turning the dial. They have a problem with that. They've got a serious problem. One of them, of course, being John B. Thompson, attorney, who uh, likes to call himself Jack. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Jack Dash. Don't say it. I'm not. But Don't I'm thinking it. it. I can think it. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. <laughs> oh, boy. We've got a lot of great lines for Jack. And, of course, when somebody sends me a copy, as I received this morning, of a long... And this guy's an attorney. <laughs> oh, boy. How'd you like to be on trial for oh. your life? And all of a sudden, this guy in the middle of the courtroom would start doing a pirouette in front of the judge and uh, get his crayons out. I mean, look at the attached personal <laughs> note that I've got. It looks like a little kid got Crayolas out or something. The monitor is out there. Obviously a very busy attorney. No question about it. He's obviously got very busy practice <laughs> and a very successful one. But getting back to yesterday, and of course, if you're just, if you've been out of town or if you've been uh, listening to, uh, what would they have been listening to? Bill McQuig. Out of they, town. No, if they've been listening to Bill McQuig, they know about it because he um, oh, that's did true. a whole couple of hours yeah. with Dr. Hoofenmouth. A lot of people, Junior. A lot of people are on vacation this time. Exactly. Of year and, been gone. and if you're just coming in this morning and wondering what it is that we're talking about, well, we seem to have a little problem here. <laughs> just a little problem. <laughs> and of course, when you work in this market or in this business, I guess, but in this market especially, there are always little problems. I've noticed. But not just in this market. They're having a little problem up at the Jacksonville at WAPE. Oh, yeah. With those yahoos up in Duval County. Yeah. And the county up there wants to, um, Monitor. Maybe they ought to get this attorney to move up to Jacksonville. It'd be a blessing for everybody. Boy, that's the truth. They want to monitor what's on the airwaves of their community as if all of a sudden it reminds me of Joe Carroyo and his foreign policy in Dade County where the uh, city committee, not even the county commission, but the Miami City Commission has its own foreign policy mm -hmm. and would love to subvert the foreign policy of the United States. Of course, in some cases that might not be all bad, but in his case, uh, who knows? And so now there are those people, individuals, who have all taken it upon themselves to be the censors for the rest of mankind because they want to protect America and especially our youth from the perversion and smarmy stuff that they're being exposed to every day. And may God bless them in all of their efforts, right? I love that. That's the last line in this letter. To Bob Gilbertson, which uh, we all received copies of. Even the uh, janitorial service got a copy of this. <laughs> May God bless you for your efforts. Best, John B. Thompson. What a guy. This is exciting. So we got a new one. We've got Dr. Hoofenmouth, and we have a Jack Thompson, who sounds like um, I have a feeling a they know winner. each other. You know, just, I have uh, this feeling, yeah, that there the may be some connection, head. that they might play golf together. Oh, perhaps. yeah. Yeah, very possible. At some of those snooty clubs, you know, that kind of stuff. I could be wrong. You know, again, that's just a guess. You mean some of those clubs were like... Well, I don't want to say that. If you want to say that, that's up to you, but... Uh, well, I was just asking you... I would watch myself very carefully because <laughs> you are being monitored. Well, I and just... also because you are part of the problem. You do understand that, don't you? Even though we polled our audience here, what day was it? Wednesday or mm -hmm. Thursday of last week? Like we Wednesday. polled the audience and, uh, you know, you didn't do all that well. I survived. Well, you survived. Skin of my teeth. But, but you must remember, if we pulled the audience, probably I wouldn't do much better. Because there are a lot of people out there. In fact, I'll give you a perfect example. Now, a lot of you are ringing the phones, which we don't want yet, okay? We'll let you know when we're ready. we got a lot of heavy stuff to do here. Okay, all the lines are clear. 
Now, all those people who would like to have the news back on WINC, oh, yeah. remember those good old days? Sure. And it's almost a year ago now. See, in the first few months, that was amusing. It's but you think that almost a year later, all the people who would like the news back, just ring up those numbers, 624-9400 in Broward. No, they're not all. There's still a couple of them there that are... Can't believe it. Yeah. See, if that this would have been back in February or March, immediately, oh, yeah. they would have all lit so up. So quick. Because Sonny Rosenberg's whole family would have been on there right away. Now, they're still not all lit. There's only five people. They've adjusted. Six. They've no, adjusted. there they go. But that took a long yeah, time. By adjusted. our standards, that was a very slow response. No, uh, that's true. If we had taken a poll on you, it probably would have been similar, if maybe yeah. not even worse. Could have been worse. Absolutely. Could have been much worse. Maybe you can just sit here and cackle every day for four hours all by yourself. No thanks. With no inspiration. That's okay. I'll pass. Well, judging from what's on the back of the chair, it looks like you already did. Ooh, I don't think we should have said that. <laughs> Jack is upset. He's monitoring about that excretory activity. He just wrote something Did I down. say anything about excretory activity? He just wrote Might something Might have been a little down. egg. Now, when a bird lays an egg, is that that's not excretory activity? To that's Jack, it is. No, it's not. It's reproductive activity. Yeah, he doesn't understand. Reproductive. Now, is that also something we can't talk about? I think so. I think Are you cereal? <laughs> well, judging by that letter. Oh yeah. No, we can't talk about anything. <laughs> anything. In fact, maybe we ought to call up Jack and find out what we can talk about. We can bless the Pope, I guess. And we can talk about the sins of homosexuality. <laughs> I guess if we talk about young ladies with big breasts, that would be good. I got an idea. What we'll do is Stan and I will swap our topics. And from time to time, I'll talk about... Um, who, I don't even know who it is that he talks about. What's the one on Miami Vice, the young oh, lady? Sandra Santiago. Sandra Santiago. Boy, I've heard about her until I'm green in the face. Nice girl. I've Great, met, good. I've Let's talk about her all day and about how the size of her breasts <laughs> and all of that stuff. And then st I shouldn't say Stan will completely switch because I have a feeling some of the things he said about you-know-who, and I will not mention Don Johnson's name. Thank God. Uh, certainly come under the heading of whatever it says in this letter. <laughs> it was all a... Oh, no. Kind Are of. you sure of that? Well, now that you mention it... So I don't think you're going to be hearing lesbian dilidate on this show anytime soon. <laughs> Now, we are going to be doing the show remote from Club 21 tomorrow. <laughs> well, you never know who we might run into there. And if anybody took that picture, no, there it is, still there. I think that when uh, you-know-who comes into town tomorrow, <laughs> we'll greet him with this. That might change with this picture. Bob Gilbertson. Maybe we could give him a private screening of power tool. <laughs> is he coming in early? I thought he was scheduled for Wednesday. Tomorrow. Oh, boy. Tuesday. Boy, it's been pushed up a day. Oh, boy. That's exciting. <laughs> Don't you wish you could just kind of spin the clock ahead and it was tomorrow already? No, it's all right. See, we've been going along here doing just great. I can wait. And we've got everybody in town listening, and that's the problem. There are too many people listening to this show, <laughs> and they can't handle that. They would much prefer for nobody to be listening to this, like it used to be we, in those glory days. That could be a Do we have the teletype, or did they pull that out? They don't even use that anymore, do it's they? A no, gun, it's gone. No, they don't even use even it. Even on the news, they don't use the teletype anymore. I miss it, too. Yeah. Desperately. I was thinking we could just put it on for four hours today. <laughs> that way the alarms won't go off. There'll be something on the air. Yeah. Now, I will not be here Friday. Friday, of course, is the beginning of my vacation. Has anybody uh, made any provisions for that? None at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're just living dangerously, I guess, is a good way to put it. Wouldn't that be a good way to describe it? On the edge. Right on the edge. Yeah. On the edge of the envelope. I suppose I'll be here Friday. It's probably well, what's going to happen. 
Don't forget now, you're a target. <laughs> Maybe the we Bob... We don't need that cackling idiot in the background. Well, then Bob Gilbertson will do the show. Now, we don't need old Jimmy in there either with his uh, ridiculous tapes. <laughs> He's brought us in a lot of this smarmy material. Like that Brenda Lee tape? Shame on you. <laughs> Very sexual young lady. Well, she must have been once upon a time. <laughs> yeah, in the 50s. Yeah, she dated a lot of jockeys, I guess. And I guess I should mention, speaking of jockeys, that I did give out Java Gold as the winner in the Traverse on this program. Right. And anybody who had a brain should have seen that the track, sloppy, it was a muddy track. All you had to do was take the three horses with the mud marks, crypto clearance, Java Gold, and Polish Navy, and box them. And the Perfecta was a uh, hundred and some dollars it called, or a hundred and nine bucks, I think. And the Trifecta was six hundred and ninety dollars. Didn't I give them the winner? Did you have a good day? Well, I had I didn't have a uh, gigantic day, but over the weekend on balance, I uh, won a couple of couple of hot dogs, basically right. a few few dollars, not a lot. That's that's at least it's in the right direction. Exactly. Now, there's is this a coincidence that Kyle is on vacation this week, or did he pick this week specifically? Well, I think he's probably prescient, and I think he probably knew ahead of time that this was going to be a very volatile week in all of our lives. A week to be out and of the He's building. already, you know, just answering the phones, he deals with enough pressure and enough uh, trauma every day <laughs> that he doesn't need to be here to, uh, you know, be in the middle of it. But I will say, you're right here in the middle of it today, and you're to be highly commended for that. That's... Quite a turnaround from uh, Friday and Saturday when you were flying around in the control room. And, of course, Saturday you were conspicuous by your absence. And it was interesting. There were several people who called on Saturday. See, ordinarily they call, get him off. Get him out of there. <laughs> Saturday, when they felt that you were needed here for immoral support, you were very conspicuous by your absence. You survived. Well, that you notice how he changes the subject. I survived. Period. I survived many years before you ever came here. Trust me. I don't work on Saturday. That's, oh, really? Sometimes I'm here. That sounds here. very good to me. That sounds. You I'm, like if that I say that often enough, will it be true? I don't know. Uh, of course, if it's up to Jack, I guess I won't work on Wednesday or Thursday <laughs> or Monday or Tuesday or Friday. Then what would he listen to? That's my question. What would he monitor? What would he do? What all would he day? monitor? What would he do all day? Well, maybe he'd monitor Mike Spindell. Because if anybody we know needs monitoring. <laughs> now, I should start by saying that I thank Mike and Ira for all of their nice comments yesterday about how we're a united front here Good. at WINZ. Great. And, of course, I'm sure that all of these people are prepared to walk the plank right, <laughs> right behind me. Of course, me first. <laughs> and after I go off the deep end and they look down there into the chilly waters. Murky. The murky waters of Biscayne Bay. Wouldn't it be great we could do it right behind one Herald Plaza? Oh, get on the front page, perfect. of course, perfect. They don't have to go far. Dick Capen yeah. would cover that personally, oh, okay? Yeah. Dick Capen himself would sure. cover that personally. And I could look behind me, and there would be Mike and Ira and Stan and just all kinds of people. Kyle, the bird. <laughs> and as they looked down into the murky waters of Biscayne Bay and saw the lead, Daffy would be there, of course. Of course. Saw those last bubbles. Bubbling up from Biscayne Bay. They would each begin to leap. Right? Slowly. Cautiously. Taking one step forward and three steps backward. Would Jack Thompson be there? Oh, he would certainly be there. With no bells question on. About it. With be well, I think yeah. he has bells on, period, all the time. <laughs> bells on his nose and rings on his toes. Uh, my 
monitoring you with my crayons, Neil. <laughs> I'm monitoring here in the Gables. Unbelievable. Busy man. Where do these people come from? <laughs> That's a great question. Exactly. Because one thing, I've been here almost a dozen years. Seems like only 20 or 30. <laughs> and uh, I've been in this town for a long time. And as each few months go by, it's the same with the callers. <laughs> Like, all of a sudden, we'll crop up a whole new core of regular callers. Just after you got rid of Sam and Harvey, uh, Harvey from Kendall and Marcy and all the old chronic regulars, all of a sudden crop up a new bunch. <laughs> oh, hi. I'm uh, the uh, Elton and the John lady. I called you six times this week. <laughs> right. Thanks, but, uh, you know, we'll talk to you next sookus, huh? <laughs> It's true. It's a constant yeah, it's battle. True. It's true. To fend off the chronic pascudniaks, as they say, <laughs> in the Vatican. And, of course, uh, if you haven't received, we can send about all of them out. We've sent about close to a 1,000 of those out already, haven't we? In three days. Holy cow. Holy Toledo. Yeah. And if you haven't received your I Love John Paul George and Ringo bumper sticker yet, well, good luck to you. We'll we'll send them out as long as they last. As long as they last. Sure. As long as we last. Just send us a that post. That could be that could be a very good uh, pool to take up in the office, you know. Which, Which will is... run out first, <laughs> the Roger Show or the bumper stickers? I don't know which one I would bet on. I have to think about that. Like I said, that loyal support. <laughs> right. All of those people standing on the plank, <laughs> wimping out at the very last minute, waving goodbye as they see you hit the water. <laughs> We'll miss him. Yeah. <laughs> Turning around, walking solemnly the other way toward Denny's on Biscayne and 36. Exactly, exactly. For a, uh, to say cottage, I guess, to get a minion together and to say cottage. That's right. Great. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> 22 past 10 at WINZ. We've, I did hear briefly this morning your favorite FM morning show. Oh. At the home of your former employers. Mm -hmm. They love me over And there. they played that tape, and they taped it off the air. That's not somebody who sounds like me. That is me. It, I, I always sound exactly it like is me. you. They taped it off the air, and they have replayed it, uh, which is illegal. They're still playing it. It's illegal. Cease and desist, Butyl. And those... That is you. I knew it sounded exactly like you. Precisely. Shame on them. Taking a page out of the OCN and uh, what's that other station? The Haitian station. AVS. Waves. Yeah. And By taking people's material without getting their permission illegal. and replaying it on the air. It's in good shape, too. It's a shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. Can't do that. Donald. Okay, it's 23 past 10. Let's take our first break and uh, see if everything's still working up there. And we'll come right back. That's just what you get and more. Now, when you book a Pan Am holiday vacation to Rio for just the price of an airline ticket for just $660, you can enjoy a week's stay at a first-class hotel free and get extras like daily Brazilian breakfast. Like all Pan Am holiday vacations, you'll find things like gratuities, service charges, and other fees all taken care of. Simply book your vacation and go before November 12th. Some restrictions may apply. Prices per person based on double occupancy. So come to Rio for a week with Pan Am holiday vacations and stay at a first-class hotel free. Now, what could be better than that? For reservations and information, call your travel agent or Pan Am Holiday Vacations at 1-800-THE-TOUR and find out why you can expect more from Pan Am Holiday Vacations.
Nick and get stuck in a two-hour delay. So we pulled out our pistols and we dealt with the traffic a new way. We use our guns, guns, guns when we're driving down the streets of L.A. told you that Brian Wilson was a genius, but a little bit unstable, you know, a little, a little unstable. Just a little. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Making a joke out of something like that. Shame on him. Um, the, you can listen, I, and I have, for a half hour, 45 minutes, and... And uh, that's the way it goes. <laughs> They're all out there, aren't they? Another busy man. Actually, we could kill from now till 2 o'clock just listing the people that we know are listening. I know. Easy. And would James Hummel be one of the first ones? <laughs> or number two. He immediately comes to my mind. Yeah. There's no question in my mind. There is absolutely nothing on the air except this guy is a jerk, that lady is a whatever. Yeah. Don't say it. <laughs> whatever. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I think from now on when we get some uh, some idiot on the phone, instead of calling him a douchebag, we'll just say, you're uh, a whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then the audience, we've got a very imaginative audience. They can fill in the blank oh, in their yeah. own minds, of sure. course. Now, oh. what do we do first? Do we do this? I guess we do Mike Spindell first, because I know Mike is listening. He's another one on the list of certain listens. Can't miss. Another busy man. <laughs> well, he's on a public dole. What do you expect? He's working for the county. He's up there in Broward, supposedly out there inspecting all the restaurants. And in the meantime, what is he doing? He's monitoring this show. <laughs> but I do thank Mike and Ira for all their support yeah however i didn't hear all i heard was a little bit going to the track yesterday yeah but i have heard an ugly rumor that couldn't possibly be true and i'm sure that mike will call in immediately <laughs> to straighten this out that he has suggested that there be a rally next sunday at this station to protest against this radio station yeah i heard that too now i think that when let's see two weeks from last friday when next payday comes around again Perhaps he ought to look at the signature on that paycheck, <laughs> which is the signature of our general manager. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? I, Do I have to spell it out? I follow In it. In other words, we don't have any problem with our management. That's true. Management is completely supportive. That's right. Local management is. And we're hoping, uh, you know, of course, they're on work release, so uh, <laughs> we don't know from one day to the next, but seriously... 
What is that? Tony Lynchburg? What does that mean? Is on the phone. Tony from Lynchburg. That must be about the... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we tell him to have a wonderful life. Tell him good luck to him, but uh, not not today. No, we're, no we're, way, Jose. We're you know busy. there was a horse that called her yesterday called No Way Jose? <laughs> I swear to you. I hope you bet Last on him. Last week, no, I didn't bet on him, and he's still running. No, I hit the perfect in that race, and uh, he was not in there. <laughs> no way. No way, Jose. I mean, that tells you right up front. Forget it. <laughs> With Marlon Suki. Marlon. Marlon. I'll be done. Very relatable And uh, Saturday we were out there, and there were these two old guys sitting behind us. It was hysterical. And the one guy says to the other, he looks, and Marlon Suki was the jockey on one race. His name is M-A-R-L-A-N-D. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, oh, yeah, there's that Marilyn Suki. She's a good rider. <laughs> See, I ought to be able to win a lot because most of the people out there haven't got any idea what's going on. You know, they don't know a horse. They don't know the lead pony from the three horse. I know. But it doesn't do me any good. See, they thought they were going to Dolphin Stadium, and they got, you know, they just... Sidetracked. Yeah. And, and they're waiting for the first quarter to start. <laughs> and they're a little confused. Okay, now, I want you to know that when John Elway comes out on that field, we don't want any of you people uh, looking at him too closely. <laughs> we don't want... No, that gets back to uh, this, which I'll get to in a minute. We don't want to encourage any of that sexual stuff. That's right. Just look at his mouth. He's got a lot of teeth. If you can see through his helmet, and you see all those teeth, Elway's got like 64 teeth. Which most people have 32. And that's good, because if you ever get any knocked out, you know, football's a violent game if you ever lose any. I think like all hockey players ought to be born with 64 teeth. Good idea. I never thought never of that. Never see a hockey player with all his teeth, do you? <laughs> no. Never. Except Jason. Although maybe Steve Eisenman, who plays for the Red Wings. <laughs> and Jason, the guy from Friday the 13th. I think he's got yeah. all his teeth. That's it. No one else. No one else. And maybe who's that guy who plays for the Islanders? Gee, I can't even think of his name now. It goes to show you that I'm not in very good shape. Pat LaFontaine. I know. Has all of his teeth. I'll be darned. I've looked very carefully. <laughs> and uh, which gets to that letter, but we'll get to that in a minute, because this rally that Mike now, has he called in yet? Has we heard from Spindell? Of course not. He's busy. No, he's not busy. <laughs> he's probably, it hurt at this point, <laughs> because we're attacking him again. And after all the nice things I said about him Friday, we like Mike. We love him. Oh, he's great. He's a great guy. He just, he's got a problem. It's a four-letter word. It's called life. He's got a little problem. <laughs> and his intentions are always good, but it never quite comes out the way that he intends. You know, it's like... Uh, Very well put. He's got the Midas touch in reverse. Right. Like with the Mets. The Mets <laughs> won yesterday, though, didn't they? I think the Mets won. But the Cardinals won, too, so it's a long, hot summer for <laughs> Poor Mike. Yeah. So we're still waiting for your call, Mike, and the show will not continue. He should call in the bat line. Until you reconsider. Yeah, he should call in on the bat line. Yeah. Call us collect. Sure. We don't want the state and the county to have to pay for it, do we? <laughs> that would be us. <laughs> That's right. We I'm not paying it. for Spindell's calls. <laughs> no. Every time he wants to back out of a, a bad thing. <laughs> Although, of course, we shouldn't be so hasty. Because all depending upon the events of the next, uh, what, 24 to 48 sure. hours... We may have a massive rally out here. That's true. We could have uh, pickup trucks from Davey and Haitians and right. uh, Jack Thompson and uh, Dr. Heffernan and all these people <laughs> might be out here, along with 20 or 30,000 others. We have no idea what this week is going to bring. No. We Not really don't. Not a clue. Not a clue. Well, there's some other people who don't have any idea what this week is going to bring, but I have a clue, but uh, we won't get into that. Good. 
but, uh, <laughs> well, listen, you always have to keep your options in life open, you know what I'm saying? That's right. You can't just let them put you out there on a limb and saw it off and drop into the uh, Grand Canyon, never to be heard from again. No, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Unlikely. So anyway, getting back to uh, probably one of the hot topics on the entire program. Oh, by the way, here's that... Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to do this first and get it in before we finally accede to Jack's wishes. Good. Because this is the picture of the bag boy from Publix, and I don't think we had time to get into this. He's also with two young ladies. See, we like to keep it... I mean, it looks good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's not what, you, what it appears to be, evidently, from the letter. But he's with two attractive young ladies mm -hmm. that work with him. And they're obviously out there at the beach, mm -hmm. either that or Biscayne Bay on a choppy day. <laughs> good he says, I understand that you frequent public supermarkets in search of good-looking bag boys, often with a guy named Stan in tow, hopelessly searching for women in the canned fruit section. I am a bag boy for Publix. Do not have an earring, although I do wear an apron with a floral print. I will be 20 years old in October and have been hoping for months to see you waddle into my store. <laughs> waddle. How do you like that? Waddle into the store. What a good sense of humor this exactly. guy has. I have even alerted the teenage checkout girls to watch for a gruffy middle-aged man buying Twinkies, Entenmann's, and Moon Pies in large quantity. <laughs> I have also told them that should they encounter such an animal, they should button their uniforms up past their breasts and alert the manager. He is to see that the transaction is completed without a pass and the gentleman be quickly escorted to his car. And then he tells me which one he works at, mm -hmm. Dade County, which mm -hmm. Publix. We love the bird. Wow. And think that since you've made it to the big time with a nine share, that Mr. Hill should do your trolling for you. <laughs> We believe Glenn Hill has excellent taste because anybody who likes Phoebe Cates and thought Stand By Me was a four-star movie has latent, as in homosexual, <laughs> written across his feathers. <laughs> and it goes on at great length. I'm not going to uh, read the entire thing. That's a good letter. It says, if I don't hear from you or see you in a few months, I'll have no choice but to try to gain employment at Winn-Dixie. After all, they are the beef people. And I'm not going to read the next line because that would be... That would be wrong, as Richard Nixon once said. That would be wrong. Right. And look what happened to him. Yeah. Really. And look at how much money we're paying to protect our former president. He's uh, writing books and making all kinds of money. Yeah. Calling Ronnie every day. Mm -hmm. Do you hear them knocking again on the building? Oh, uh, people on the roof? It's probably the group from Portland. They're knocking on the outside <laughs> of the building trying to get in. We won't let him in the front door. And they're trying to come in through the uh, escape hatch in the roof. <laughs> That's probably But anyway, exactly. getting back to probably the number one subject today, it is the court's business. This is Jack, of course. Of course. Do you hear that? They keep it is the knocking. court's business when one of your employees encourages homosexuality and uses federally proscribed profanity on the pubic public airwaves. Well, the profanity part, we do not use profanity no. on the show, and we know, uh, you know, we know what the FCC rules are in spite of what... But the other part, I think, is something we need to come to grips with. Promoting... Homosexuality. Uh, I think I promote heterosexuality. Well, there's, the verdict is still out on that. <laughs> From the last letter, obviously, there are those who still have their <laughs> yeah, doubts. Yeah, disagree. Uh, are we allowed to do that anymore? Anybody who has a limp wing can't, uh, you know... Are we allowed to promote heterosexuality no, on this show? that's what I'm pointing out now. <laughs> this has all got to stop. 
And don't you understand, if we could discourage all of this, there wouldn't be any reproductive activity we'd have to stop talking about because there would be no reproduction. <laughs> no more sex. That's our new campaign. Even if you're married. No. We don't want to hear about no. it. No. Mm -mm. No more sex. No, it's not that we don't want to hear about it. We want them to cut it out. <laughs> because this is really where the right-wingers are coming from. You do understand that, don't you? Absolutely. Well, now, I'm not mentioning any names. Some of these people do have penis envy. Oh, I know. It's obvious. No question about it. Obvious. And as a result, see, basically it comes down to everything. Taste in movies and books and mm -hmm. radio shows. Mm -hmm. If they can't have it, they don't want anybody else to have it. I know. If they don't enjoy it, they don't want anybody else to enjoy it. Whatever it is. Right. Fill in the blank. I know. As in whatever, what's his name? Jimmy Hummel said before. Yeah. What did he say? <laughs> you don't even remember the line. This one's a jerk. That one's a uh, whatever. Whatever. Exactly. Very good. Classic line. Of course you redeem yourself I by remember because I had forgotten it quite frankly myself. <laughs> <laughs> and we certainly don't want any more of these perverted sex acts being committed by anybody in our audience That's of right. any age or anything. Married? Uh, nothing. Correct. Just cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Now, we do understand that uh, WINZ is going to provide tomorrow one of our, I don't want to mention his name, but is bringing thousands of chastity belts from Portland, Maine. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> With floral print. Oh, I was going to ask what With color. With floral print. So if you work at Winn-Dixie, you don't have to feel left out. <laughs> or Publix. So, um... By the way, what was this bag boy's name again? Chris. Another Chris. Another Christopher. Isn't that incredible? Unbelievable. Another Christopher. Well, that's going to make Linda happy. She'll like that. Who? Remember Linda, who was our guest one day? She loves Christopher. I thought you said Glenda. Didn't Linda. he say Glenda? <laughs> I said Linda. That's going to make Glenda happy. Now Sorry. he's calling himself Glenda. I am not. Do you have something you want to announce to us today? <laughs> Before we uh, put the ban? Not with Jack listening. Oh, no. <laughs> Encouraging homosexuality. So I guess no more lesbian dilated on the Howard Stern show. <laughs> right? No more of that. And no more calls from, um, what's his name, from the Munsters. Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. No more of that. Jack would be real happy if he lived in New York. Yep. Boy, he'd be having a great So time. would Howard. Yeah. Boy, Howard would love this guy. But this isn't New York. This is more like Coral Gables <laughs> and Perrine. Moral Gables. Davy. Yeah, Moral Gables. That's what are some of the other real repressive Miami Shores? Right? Kind of. Oh, yeah. Miami Shores, they have laws against every kind of thing you've ever... Even uh, governing your toilets. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I got stopped by police in Miami Shores one time for sitting in my car. I'm sitting in my car, <laughs> waiting on an appointment. But right? what were you doing in your car? Nothing. That's the question. Listening to the radio, you know, mm -hmm. and the cops stopped me and checked me out. I was, I was, you Checked know, you out? Yeah, well, I was like five minutes early for an appointment. So I was just Did you ever see here. a bird go through a strip search? It's incredible. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> they go over every feather. It's unbelievable. <laughs> a lot of fun. Did he find any lice, did he? No, Good. it was a lot of fun, actually. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. The Miami Shore's lice patrol will be right over. <laughs> but that they, they get very nervous if they see yeah. anyone there. Yeah, it's like Moral Gables. Exactly. I got stopped by the cops in Moral Gables one morning. And Pompano. That's another one, the home of Dr. Hoofenmouth. Pompano's a mess. Very repressive. Pompano's Very hopeless. repressive. Hopeless. Yeah. I lived there one time. Did you? Yeah. I lived there for about a year. That one was time. the beginning of all their problems up there. Exactly. In the yeah. late 70s. <laughs> anyway, there are a lot of rumors. So anyway, you don't have to worry, Jack. No more sex.
heterosexual. And, of course, if there is no more sex, far be it from us to talk about it or promote it because, uh, you know, you can't promote something that doesn't exist. So that's done now, right? Exactly. It's over. The power of this show. Nobody in this audience is even thinking about ever doing it again. No. That's over. That's done. Exactly. And when we hold up our Jeff Stryker picture, <laughs> meaningless. Meaningless. So, Jack, it's, it's fixed. It is. I'm looking at that. It, it does. does uh, nothing for nothing me. Nothing at all. No. Well, no. maybe a little. <laughs> well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I'm sure that wasn't either, but that's another story. We're working on it, in other words. It looks like he's working on it. but that, No, don't say that now. Don't say those kind you of things. You said it. Don't say those kind of things, because that's what gets them all bent out of shape. Oh, I don't think you can say that either. <laughs> See, it really boils down. If you're the ones who are listening who get upset, they're the ones with the sick minds because no matter what you say, they can take it and turn it into something. They can make something out of nothing. That's right. Like Stan. He does it every day for four <laughs> hours. Only kidding, Stan. Now, Stan's probably still asleep, so. Hopefully. Now, he's all over all of that business. Everything's fine. That's right. I told you that. He got over it. Yeah, it only, you know, Stan uh, gets over being angry quick. It only takes about a week. <laughs> Three days. You don't believe me, but I told you, I've seen a man before. It takes him three days. Mm -hmm. And then he's okay. The he issue here is not one nihilist provocateur. Rather, the issue is whether this community has the right to seek protection in its courts from those who would abuse a federal license to corrupt our youth and debase public discourse. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Debasing public discourse. Shame on him. Be darn. I didn't know we were doing that. Yeah. Well, in his opinion. Well, he didn't say that, though. Well, no, it's because it's a matter of fact. When he speaks, yeah. trust me, that's the law. Hmm. When the judge speaks. Have you seen that show on Channel 4, The Judge? No, I missed I mean, that. if you like the people's court, you'll love The Judge. <laughs> I don't like that crap. Oh, boy. I mean, the, it makes the people's court look like uh, Gone with the Wind. I mean, that's how good this show is. You know the judge's name. And they show the judge leaving his house every day and kissing yeah. his wife in a very provocative way, by the way. That's got to stop. <laughs> That's got to stop now. I wouldn't even be surprised if that dirty old man is every now and then trying something, too. Oh, no. And all of the people who come to his court, just about all of them are there for that reason. <laughs> and if we can ban that, that show will go off. Knott's Landing will go off. Dallas will go off. The Carson show will go off. Old David Letterman would be the Definitely first. Definitely be off the first. First to go, yeah. I'm glad he's never seen Howard that. Howard Stern will be off. Boy, if Jack ever saw Letterman, he would have Eddie it. Murphy will never be seen again. Hissy fit, yeah. Buddy Hackett. Back to the deli for Buddy in the Catskills. Never see him again. The only thing he can, is allowed to do is eat. <laughs> That's why his cheeks, by the way, have you ever noticed? He's, got the, he's always got food in oh, his yeah. mouth. But he doesn't have puffy cheeks at all. What you're talking about, these shows are only going to be banned in Coral Gables. No, right? no. In no? America. Oh, really? It's the American way. Federal. <laughs> federally federally proscribed material. And it couldn't come at a better time because under Ronald Reagan, of course, everything is proscribed. <laughs> as opposed to circumscribed. So that's where we are today, ladies and gentlemen, and if any of this made any sense to you, well, good luck to you, because uh, I'm just in a quandary. I haven't got any idea. I don't I'm know lost. whether to scream or eat a banana at this point. <laughs> I know. I really don't. I didn't get any of it. Now, let me ask you something. That first break that we took seemed incredibly short, because we're only doing one more. <laughs> Am I wrong? Was there something scratched out here that I don't know about? Okay, here comes a message. Boy, he's picking up just like Kyle. 
the log. Oh, well, so it's Monday. What's new about that? Yeah, it's Monday. Yeah. The doctor's favorite day. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fact, I still think that Monday and Tuesday I should be allowed to stay home. Boy, wait till Stan comes in. Oh, He's going to have a hissy fit. I know. I saw that. Look at that. Oh, Holy Toledo. Holy Peoria. Oh, my God. I hope he's got a lot of material prepared for today. Oh, I'm sure he does. These Mondays, boy, they're killers. He can handle it. Okay, let's take another break, and uh, we might even take a few calls today. Oh, no. Well, I wouldn't get carried away. We don't want to overdo it. <laughs> John is here to see Glenn. Do you have his tickets? No. Which John? I'll go talk to him. No, they, they're picking him up today. Well, which John is this? I'll go see. The tickets will be here later today. And I still don't know where I'm going to go. Now, this is a little bit unfair because right. my vacation starts Friday. Yeah, I know. And I don't know where I'm going to go because I don't know what to do with my life at this point because every minute, you know, I know, could be the last. I know. Every second could be the last word that I utter on this show. I know. I don't think you can say utter. Now, that couldn't be John Thompson that's here to see me, could it? No. Unlikely. <laughs> no, it would just say Jack. Oh, Yeah. I'm not going up there if it's John, if it's, if it's Tom Thompson or whatever his name is. Maybe it's Mike Thompson. I heard him on the <laughs> air coming be. in this morning. They sort of have the same... He sounded real good. Boy, oh, he must have been on WNWS. He was filling in for um, Lee Fowler, for the dearly departed Lee Fowler. Oh, was he, taking, was he taking a poll? I don't know. <laughs> but next Monday, of course, Sandy comes back. And then all you people are all upset. The world will be at peace. <laughs> Everything will be great. And we can talk about sugar cookies... <laughs> And everything will be wonderful when Sandy comes back. <laughs> Boy, no I miss Lee, don't you? It's just not yeah. the same without Lee. Sure do. <laughs> okay, it's 13 till 11 at WINZ. We'll take a little break here again, and we'll come right back. Okay, nine minutes before 11 at WINZ, and uh, there's Hawaii. John is in the building now. Look at that. He's just all ready to take off. And, of course, if the bird gets his wings flapping fast enough, uh, it ought to be a great trip. Trust me. So uh, here we are, all alone abandoned by even the bird. And uh, I don't know. What do you think, Rich? think we ought to take some calls? Not sure. Let's not overdo it. You know, let's not press our luck. Mike Spindell did not call in, by the way, did he? No. Shame on him. And we're not going to, you know, make a big deal out of it. We're going to rip him from 11 to 2. But uh, we don't want to make him pay for his indiscretions and the errors of his ways. But I can't believe that after the simus that he started on the air here yesterday... Inviting people to come out next Sunday and rally against the station. Shame on you, Mike. Shame on you. Yeah, let's rack them up. Let's take some calls and see what these people want to talk about. And if our good friend Jack calls in, of course, let's put him on immediately, if not sooner. And very briefly, of course, in Dade, 624-9400. And in Broward, 524-9400. Those are the numbers. If there's anybody still left in the audience, I know it's kind of a rough situation. It's not really a lot to say, is there, boys and girls? Not much we can say that we haven't said before. <sighs> but that's life in the big city. Okay, let's start in Miami. We'll get right to it. You know, I sit here and I look at the lines, and you just want to kind of postpone it like death as long as possible, but sooner or later. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Um, remember a few months ago you had R.J. Dola on your program in Hallandale? My favorite. Mm-hmm. One of your favorites now. <laughs> and maybe I think you should have this guy talk... John Thompson and Heffernan on. Well, Charles had him on the other the other week. Yeah, we invited Dr. Heffernan to come on the show. He never even returned our call. No, he's not going to come on. In fact, you notice he hung up on uh, Jeff Charles because he was getting disagreement. 
So he's not going to come out with anybody who's going to show him up for what he is. And if you had, what about this guy, um, Jack Thompson? No chance. Um, but if you had him, but I think it's possible that if you had the guy on for what? Uh, well, for what like purpose? The same reason why you had our Dole on. The problem was over. He didn't. He never. You probably have never even heard from the guy again. So was, I don't, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't have a problem. You understand? I don't have a problem. I had a problem with Intendola. Yeah, yeah, he, no, he caused the problem. I'm yeah, but I don't have a problem. Thompson's got a problem because he can't tune his radio. See, he feels he's responsible for monitoring the public airwaves for the entire community. He doesn't understand that nobody cares about his opinion. He just can't get that through his skull. And... What, you didn't hear that you were, yeah, you're opposite Charles, so you didn't hear when Heffernan was on his program, right? No. But Charles kept asking him the same questions. Who's, you know, who's going to be the censor? Why don't you just turn the dial? And he kept saying, and all he said to Charles was, why don't you stop asking me that? Yeah. And another thing, you seem to be very upset about these guys that they're calling these sponsors and trying to take you off. But the thing is, I found out one thing. I'd like to ask you this question. I think you can answer it probably. I think it's, it seems like you do the same thing with the Miami Herald. No, I don't. I don't have anything to do with the sponsors at the Herald. Not the sponsors, but... No. When you, can't, when you don't buy the Herald, it's the same as tuning off a radio station, okay? There's a very big difference, okay? You don't have to listen to this program if you don't like it, and if you don't like the Herald, you don't have to buy it or subscribe to it. But as far as harassing their advertisers, I have never done that, That's and I never would do that, and I discourage people from doing it. You don't have any business to tell people where it advertised, and neither do I. Right. And what did, ha did, did Heffernan Jr. have to say? I didn't hear him. I mean, was he, did he hang up too? No, he was in the studio with Reverend Rick Patterson. You mean on Bill McQuaig's show? Yeah, I didn't hear it yesterday. Yeah, no, he, well, he got a mutual admiration society, which, of course, uh, is almost unprecedented in the history of this business of having a desperate um, hillbilly talk host on a desperate radio station bring somebody in who's trying to get a competing person off the air. It's, it's unprecedented. See, when you can't compete, the only way you can win is by getting everybody else off the air. So I guess IOD feels at this point the only way they can win is to get everybody else to shut off their transmitter. And get the worst talk show. And it'd still only have a three-share. Figure that out. But Quag has a three? I thought he'd have a, a one-one. No, I mean the whole station. No, Bill is still uh, looking for his first listener. Oh, uh, well, do, do more show. he could just do more shows on Florida Power and Light. There you go. That'll do it. But what is, I, I heard you mention Steve Kane's rating. What did he get? Oh, boy. Well, he hasn't... You know, been there through a rating period, but the first month of the uh, summer book looks pretty grim for Steve-O. He's got uh, very minute numbers. How's um, Alan Stan doing against him? Are they? Are they? Are they? Stan, uh, Stan is beating both of them put together by a wide margin. Is he doing? Uh, how's Al doing? Terrible. Even, even worse than Steve. Oh, and how's and how's Charles? How's and how's um, Ezra Charles doing? Invisible. So you, it's only you and Stan in the whole market. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I mean, there are other people who listen to other stations. There are not a lot of them. You can, you know, rent a hall and save the electricity, but uh, there are a few, you know. And um, I heard the and this about this rally, Spindel's. I, I, I just came back this morning. Yeah, I'd like to hear more about that. I don't really know the details. Um, Maybe I could attend. I didn't understand. You said he was going to have a rally at your station. I thought he'd have it on on Saturday at at Thompson's office or something and try to get him to stop doing what he's doing, but I don't understand why he'd have it at your station. Well, I can't speak for uh, you-know-who. I can't speak for him. We're still waiting for his call. <laughs> well, you'll hear, you'll, I guess you'll hear it soon enough. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're waiting for your call, Mike. Poor Mike. He gets into more hot water, you know, just uh, by getting up in the morning. Miami Beach, hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Uh, I'm a first-time caller, but, however... We did call uh, Portland on Friday. We couldn't get in to tell you. 
I work in an office, and all 13 of us decided that we're going to call Portland and complain. Great. And we called early enough. And when I called, the operator wanted to know uh, uh, what we were calling about. I said, well, we have a complaint. So I said, wait, I'll connect you to the corporate offices. And I was wondering, have you heard anything about how many calls they got? Or No. Uh, a lot. A lot, I know. Hun hundreds. <laughs> okay, keep up the good work, Neil. Thank you. Of you here. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Okay. Yeah, no, they got a tremendous number of calls, and of course, uh, some of the malcontents uh, obviously must have been calling over and over and over again because they're looking to seize upon the opportunity. And uh, I got news for them. As I said on Thursday or Friday, or I guess it was Friday, the day that all this uh, garbage broke out, uh, it really is a moot point because I'm either going to be here on this station or on another one. doesn't make any difference which one it is. And uh, we were going along just fine, and then, of course, uh, they struck a responsive chord with a Neanderthal in the company, and the question remains to be seen whether one Neanderthal is going to, uh, you know, undermine the efforts that we've been doing here for a very long time or whether the audience is going to prevail. And I think that's really the question. You know, whether it's Letterman or whether it's Carson or me or Stern or anybody in broadcasting, are we doing our shows for the audience or are we doing them to please uh, certain individuals at corporate? And it might come as a great surprise to uh, Jack Thompson, but I've seen Carson absolutely, and Letterman also, literally rip into the uh, corporate headshots, uh, big shots at NBC. Did not call them douchebags, but just short of that, okay? So, well, you know, that's the way it goes. There's nothing in anybody's contract that says you have to say nice things about corporate bigwigs, especially when they're in Portland, Maine. I mean, if you live in Portland, Maine, what does that say about you to begin with, right? Okay, Mike Wolf is here. He's, uh, boy, you're just all over the place these days, aren't you? You're just uh, like the dreaded diseases. Becoming a fixture. Exactly. Just like, like the me. toilet or the sink. Precisely. And we're going to uh, have somebody come in and clean you up uh, right after the news. Mike's got the headlines, world news from CBS at 11. And when we come back at 11.06, we're going to get to some of those really great calls. Well, great. That's a bat line. Would you pick that up right away and put it on? Well, just put it on one of the uh, lines. Because this is the call that we've been waiting for the whole first hour. By the way, a couple of people dropped off during the news break, which rarely happens on this show. And you know what? It hurt. It hurt. There's an open line in date. Are we going to have to start giving the number again? See, we, they've taken all the momentum. They've, like, blown the balloon here. You want me to give the number? No. I have a lot of experience. You never, you never hear anything nice that I say about you. Didn't I thank him and Ira for all their support yesterday? A couple times. I thanked you twice. You didn't listen to the entire show yesterday in context. Because I was at the track. You know, it's a matter, it's a matter of priorities. If I have to choose between enjoying a beautiful Sunday at Calder or listening to your show... Obviously, you're going to listen to my show. Right. Okay. First of all, and boy, this is... This is very, very difficult. Everybody listening out there, this is not a protest to the management of the station. As a matter of fact, if you had listened... Oh, wait a minute. you got to hold on a second. Okay. Would you hold on? Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Eh? Oh, no. I'm... All right, hold on. we got a caller on a mobile phone. They always take precedence. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, oh, you're talking to me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm putting you on right away. I'm even uh, <laughs> putting you on over Mike Spindell because you're on a mobile phone. We don't want you to spend all that money. I appreciate that, Neil. Look, what what, I'm, what I wanted to say will be brief. You know, the other last week and the week before you were apologizing, I, I don't think you have to apologize to anybody. I'm just an average guy. I ride I-95. I'm making rounds between hospitals. I listen to your program because you make me feel good. I laugh. You do bits. When I'm having a bad day... One day, i got to just tell you this. One day I'm driving in Miami Shores of all places, right? And you're doing a bit on tattoos. It, I went crazy. You had some guy on from Fort Myers. Yeah. Remember yeah. that guy? 
and he was doing tattoos, and you said that you were going to, as a gift to her, as a prize, you were going to tattoo somebody above their Herman. When I heard that, I, uh, I almost <laughs> rode. Above their Herman and McBeans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, is Neil there? No. Yeah, of course. Who do you think you're talking to? Okay. But the, that's why I like your program. You, when I'm having a bad day and I turn on and I listen to a shtick or a bit uh, on the Pope or, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Be True to Your Shul, I laugh. It's funny. I feel better for at least another 15 or 20 minutes. That's all I got to say. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Okay. I don't. Are you still there? What an upbeat crowd. Yeah. That was outstanding. <laughs> Hello, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, now listen. If you listened yesterday, I didn't I listen yesterday. Try to uh, drive those people away with good, stimulating topics like picketing the station. No, I didn't ask them to picket. Now, wait a minute. Why are you whining, Mike? I didn't ask people to picket the management of the station. <laughs> this isn't Jack Thompson, is it? You're whining a little bit. He called me yesterday, by the way. Did he? Yep. Saying that he's monitoring me now. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're in a lot of trouble now. I asked him, I said, when do you sleep? He said, uh, doesn't matter, I'm monitoring you now. No, I asked people to support Neil Rogers and to oppose censorship, if the philosophy being say yes to Neil, not to uh, talk to the radio station or to protest against management. I would not do that. I mean, that, that's cutting off one's nose, in my case, which would be ample to spite one's face. I'm not going to do that. I did hear him, by the way, play a little bit of doggy in the window yesterday. <laughs> it was uh, not queued up. I know. Yeah. See what you did to me? How do you know I'm the one that uh, didn't cue it up? <sighs> That's the little bird. My sources told me that. No, it was the little bird that didn't cue it up. <laughs> Hi, Glenn. <laughs> will, you, will you piece this together? Did you listen to the show yesterday? Uh, I missed it, Mike. Okay. No, he was well, the one who told event, me that maybe one uh, of you the callers, were... One of my... Oh, yeah, we got calls this morning, people asking about the rally. Yeah, and it's not to protest the station. Please, you know, you know they may take me off the payroll because of what you're saying. <laughs> no, of course, that's not the important thing. Free speech is the important thing. I'm going to restrain myself. <laughs> Will you please? I've taken a day off today, and I'm in my car, and i listening to the radio in one's car, happened to have it on AM, and I hear you saying for me to call in that I'm in all kinds of trouble. I, now, did I say you were in all kinds of trouble? Look at how the man is embellishing this story. Well... Did I say you were in all kinds of trouble? Okay, you did. I didn't say it. That may be true, but uh, I didn't say it. This is the rest of the story. Exactly. Great. The rest of the story is support of Neil's right and opposing the uh, lunatic fringe, the, the Christian primitives out there, uh, more or less for their ideas toward censorship, not protesting against the station. The station has been more than equitable. We had our super meeting 10 days ago. And everything was put uh, more or less. Oh, so you only, you uh, on only paper, thought it, the way it, was, thought it was, was a super meeting because no you got a free dinner. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you thought it was a super meeting is because you got a free dinner. That's all. Oh, come, come on, on. We be honest. <laughs> Unbelievable! I even get shots when I call in after I've been requested to. Why are you so sensitive? Would you please answer the question? <laughs> why are you sensitive? I don't know. It's just something that, uh, it, it's kind of like, why is Bob Lasseter so depressing? I mean, anybody who watches Dave Johnson come on and bring in Jesse or Roscoe, why would he be <laughs> sensitive? He'd be used to punishment and abuse. Well, Jesse's going to be my guest next week, but... Boy, I can't wait. Well, good. Better keep him in here than let him pitch. <laughs> are we, are we, at least, if we uh, put this into perspective, I am not protesting against the station. It's in support. It's say yes to Neil. Say no to censorship. I wish somebody would say yes to Neil, but that's another oh, story. I know that's, a, that's a whole show in itself. 
<laughs> Which we can't discuss anymore. Really? All right, listen, I hope I've straightened it out, so to speak. What do you think? Should we um, let him off the hook? Yeah, I think he uh, definitely... No, your heart's in the right place. Absolutely. As usual. As your, usual. Your heart is always... In the, now, your brain, that's in history. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. Okay. He's upset. You can tell he's upset. He's upset every day. No, he's upset with me. He thinks I'm giving him shots. Yeah. Well, where would he get that idea? I don't know. <laughs> we like Mike a lot. Of course. Now, there are some in the audience that, um, you know, like to torment him. <laughs> I've noticed. Because he reacts, because they know that he's sensitive, and he reacts that way. They can get to him. Yeah. Now, we do have an open line in date, and boy, that hurt. I'm not sensitive, <laughs> but uh, I can't believe it. 624... <laughs> 9,400. I don't like giving these numbers out again. Boy, that's a bad omen. It's a bad omen. It's an omen know. of things to come. Well, I like that he called it the lunatic fringe. I think that's a good title. Christian primitive. Yeah. Now, that is, that's a great line. That's yeah. a Mike Spindell line. Both of those are very good. Very good Excellent. Good work, Mike. Yeah. He took the day off today. To come up with those lines. Exactly. <laughs> Lighthouse Point. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Listen, I like what that mobile caller said, and it's absolutely true. You are truly a breath of fresh air, and how anybody would want a right mind at that station, I don't know. And I missed Mike Spindell's show yesterday, and for a very good reason. Last Sunday, I turned on the station, and that turned me off to your station. I mean, I couldn't believe it. You hear one call after another, these old prunes getting on the air and saying, Hello? I have a certificate with $80,000 falling due. What do I do with it? Well, if you had that show, you'd tell them what to do with it. The yeah. other people tell them. And <laughs> it's not the advice that I'd give them. Wait, wait a minute. Do we have Haitians calling in today? No, Stan will be on at 2 o'clock, okay? We don't uh, talk to disgruntled Haitians on this show. Have yourself a good one. Thank you, sir. You believe it? The Haitians are starting already. <laughs> what could be I understand they had a little powwow in Davie yesterday, didn't they? I saw they? it on the news. Yeah. And uh, some of those good old boys came by with their pickup trucks and... Yeah, um, Confederate flags. Confederate flags. Mm -hmm. Had a good old That's time. That's Stan's crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see Stan on the news. I was looking no. for him. Stan likes to kind of like stay in the background, <laughs> like way in the background. And just watch everybody go at it. Oh, that's going to be good, that one on three. But let's go to Miami first. Hello. Hello. Stop being a crybaby. No, there she is again. Oh. Every day. Oh. Every day she's with us. Oh. How you doing, darling? Oh. How you doing, darling? Crybaby. <laughs> I know, and you can't turn it off. Well, I'd like to hear your pinhead calling. I'm not listening to you. I know. <laughs> well, I'll just shut up and we'll just let the caller speak, okay? Someday I'm going to meet you and tell you this to your face. Good. Well, you want to come down here today? Do you want to come I'm... down here today? I'm not, a, I'm not what you say I am. What What do you mean, what you say? What did I just say? Me, but the fact what are you? To you? What are you? Uh, I like you. I want you to be, give us a show like you used to and stop crying. Oh, is this Mrs. Gilbertson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should have got that on tape. We could have put that in the cackle box. <laughs> You're having a good time. You're having a great time, and you know it. You love every minute of it. So long. Okay, see? Wonderful call. We even left her with a laugh. Yeah. She's having a good time. Sure. She just wants to get it out of her system. That's the best call of the day. And if so you far. hadn't had a good BM in 10, 15 years, you'd want to get it out of your system, too, <laughs> desperately. I mean, you would do anything. She'll be all right. She'll be just fine. Yeah. Exactly. Good to hear from her. Great. Great hearing from you, ma'am. <laughs> I love we don't that need call. that idiot cackling in the background Whoops. either. Sorry. That's we may the be on the from Portland, line. Maine. Yeah, I know. One I know. thing when a lot of these disgruntled old prunes say it, 
But when a disgruntled old prune in Portland, Maine says it, you be in trouble. Well, I'm trying to control myself, okay? Please. Okay. See how quiet it Very is? Very good. Here? Yeah. Got it under control? Barely. <clears throat> we have another caller on a mobile phone. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, on Friday at about 12.30, was that a ringer for Brian Norcross or what? That yeah. guy was uh, pretty good to me. He was about to give the hometown weather when we ran out of time. <laughs> he was good. I could have sworn he was Brian Norcross. You know, as he was talking to you, the, the name came right into my mind. I mm -hmm. said, God, this guy must be faking it. Well, let me ask you this question. Yeah? Have you ever seen that guy and Brian Norcross together at the same time? Oh, heck, I have. Never seen them together. Oh, heck, I have. They were at Colter together. I don't want to tell you what they were doing. Well, we don't want to get into that, sir. No more of that. Oh, that's right. Don't Never know again. Portland, Maine, and do God knows what. Never again. Just take a long look down. Uh, just look straight down and think of what it used to be. And just remember, that's all in the distant past. Right. Well, I'll be at the rally supporting you. I'll be wearing a big white yarmulke and a cross. Okay. Okay? Okay, thanks a lot. All right, bye. Okay, there's John Paul, one of our big fans. He loves this show, mm -hmm. The Pope. He does. He's got a great sense of humor. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you walked around with a beanie and a dress on all day, you'd have to have a sense of humor, right? Of course. Plantation, hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, Neil. I called you up to thank you. I, I called you up to really thank you. You make me laugh today, for one thing, but... um. And isn't that amazing? It's on a amazing. Day... It is so wonderful. I'm I'm on cloud nine. Really? I, I always thought that Sunday was the worst day of the week because you weren't on the radio and there's nothing to do. So I took your advice and I went out to Calder. Great. With my last $20. Ooh. My last, I mean, to my name, scraping. Yeah. No money. I said, I'm going to pick one horse. What did you bet? One horse. Just one horse. I'm going to plunge it on the horse to win. Like go for broke. Yeah. And so I, I bet on the horse, Go Gator. Oh, my God, with Heriberto Castillo, Jr., you're the one that beat me out in that race. I'm telling you what, I mean, I was like, I was like, in the, <laughs> I was so happy, I mean... You must you must have had a nervous breakdown, because that was a... I did, that was, I still am. I that was almost a triple dead heat in that race. I know, wasn't that exciting? And you know what I had? What? I had a 9-12 box in a perfect, and it came 4-9-12. 4 9 12. Four, nine, 12. You beat me out. Up by nose. I was having a heart attack. Oh, yeah. I won the lottery. I had no money. Wow. And what did that horse pay? About uh, 10 20, something? 20, 80. 20? 20 dollars. So you got 200 bucks back? Almost. Oh, my God. I still have oh. a heart failure, and I'm thanking you on my knees for it. I had well, no let's money not get to go carried to away. Store. I can go to Winn-Dixie and trot around. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, you really you made my day yesterday. Great. On the radio or off, you made my day. Well, congratulations. And thanks. Okay, thanks a lot. How do you like that? Well, what a great weekend. Yeah, I kept coming in second and third, second really? and third, second and third. Yeah. If I boxed three horses, they came in second, third, and fourth. Right. I did, uh, I had a good comeback, though. I had the three horse in the last race, which won by about eight million lengths, and I had to lay double in the uh, perfecta in the ninth, and I won most of my money back. So I minimized my losings. Boy, great. when you're losing your brains and all of a sudden you go home almost even for the day and ahead for the weekend, you feel like you've won a million. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, he says, he, this man has no concept. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. He didn't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it sounded good. Royal Wardlaw with Octavio Avales in the last race. Boy, he won from here to tower number three. Just uh, drew off in the stretch with complete authority. Well, now that's exciting. <laughs> oh, this is a call from Naples. Is it Florida or Italy? Hello. Oh, uh, como esta? No. Buenos dias. 
No, it's Naples, Florida. Hi. What's going on over there in Naples? Oh, well, nothing too much. It's a lovely, beautiful day. Yeah. Right. You should be swimming. Yeah. There are a lot of people in the audience think I should be swimming, like at the bottom of the pool, you know. Um, with cement shoes. No, I'm I'm a uh, I'm a I guess I'm a Christian primitive. I'm wow. A, you allow Gentiles to call your show? <laughs> well, one or two every day. Oh, okay, so can I be your token Gentile? For you don't know. You don't understand what a Christian primitive is. Um, excuse me. You don't understand what that slogan means. It means a right wing fanatic, like the born again Christians who want to censor everything. Oh well. I know. No, I understand the meaning of the phrase. Oh, I see. It was just this is the first time I heard it. No, I'm not taking offense. No, of course. <laughs> Nobody takes offense to anything on this show. If I say hello, somebody takes offense. This is true. No, I just I just thought I've listened to you a couple of times because I can't often um, I radio. I can't often get you. Really? Hmm. Well, we'll talk louder. We'll get Lee Fowler over here. You'll be able to hear him in Texas. No, but anyway, you know what's really interesting. What? I moved to Florida, I guess about, oh, I guess about 22 years ago. From where? New York. Oh, my God. Born in Manhattan. Mm. Well, I mean, not 22 years ago, but I was born in Manhattan. And it's so inter it's interesting as heck to listen because your whole show it sounds like it comes from, you know, East 72nd Street or something. Yeah, from a civilization. Well, now wait. From the States. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say something wrong? Did I offend you? Huh? Did I offend the state of Florida? No. Okay. No, but it's it, the reason, one of the reasons that I listen to your show is because it brings back all of the bad stuff that I remember, which is why I left New York. <laughs> oh, that's good. This is what you call a backhanded compliment. Well, sort of. <laughs> like what bad stuff? Well, I think New Yorkers, by and large. I'm not a New Yorker, by the way. Oh no! Well, that that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you. I was going to ask you where you where are you from? From upstate New York, from Rochester, which is like 500 miles away from New York City and a million miles away from the New York City mentality. If my New York friends will pardon that expression. I, I lived in New York for 23 years, and I've never went north of um, Yonkers. You know. Well, the Yonkers is as far as you need to go, boy. And there's Carmine Abatello with the three horse, winning by six. The Red Man. We don't want to get into racing again, though. The whole audience will turn us off. I'm not talking about the... I'm not talking... I know. I know that. I'm not as stupid as you think I am. Trust me. Close, but not quite. I don't know. You brought the last caller to... You know, she's on her knees for you, so I thought that was rather interesting. Well, bring story with... of my life. <laughs> this is This is the only radio show where you can hear the phrase corporate douchebag and Christian primitive in the same half hour. Exactly. And in some cases, we're talking about the same people. Well, I think that I think that there's something to be said um, about uh, free speech on the radio. Although I caught your show late, I caught your show kind of late, so I'm not sure. What do you mean, like late? It only starts at ten o'clock. We're just beginning. Oh, well, so if you I know. came in for the third race, and there's still seven races left in the card. <laughs> You're crazy. I know. Are you? Will you be? That's why they hired me. That's a prerequisite. Hey, okay, but let me ask you something. Are you really? I'm in favor. I think that I, I'm of the Florida State Lottery. Who is this gentleman? Is he on work release, this gentleman up there? Nice to see you, sir. We have a, a whole crew of work release folks that they bring through the building every day. Oh, what do they do? They just bring him in here. They let him look in on the show and look around, wander around the building. Then they put him right back inside. Oh, well, then why do they call it work release? This is the work, ma'am. When you come in here and you're uh, part of this show, boy, it's work. 
trust me. It seems like a piece of cake, doesn't it? Come on. It's a very enervating experience, man, talking to all of these malcontents. They've all got their complaints. I'm not malcontent. I didn't say you were. Oh. You and I are the only normal two in the whole bunch. Well, well, I'm here to tell you. You bet. Yeah, I think so, too. Just ask Jack. He'll tell you. Jack? Jack Thompson. Oh, I thought you were talking about my ex-husband. <laughs> well, him, too. Oh, he's definitely a malcontent. Good. Well, I'm glad you got rid of him. <laughs> What'd you do, a little cyanide? Uh, no, I didn't get rid of him. I mean, he's, I mean, he's still hanging around. But... Figuratively speaking, right. <laughs> but um, anyway, what's really interesting is that your show is 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 like a little bit of a little bit of schmooze. I guess exactly. That's... Is that what they say up north? I haven't been. You know what? I left New York twenty about twenty two years ago, and I've never been back. I mean, my family came down here. <laughs> I got everybody down to Florida, and not. But, but um, I think that it's really, I think that it's really important that um, people have a little bit of. Um, how can I say? In Miami, it's probably hard to do, but I think people ought to have a little bit of compassion. Yeah, a little Rachmanis. That's what they say in New York. Excuse me. Rachmanis. That's Chinese for compassion. Oh, it sounds like it's Yiddish. For oh me. no, we don't use Yiddish on this show. Oh, you don't? No. Well, it's okay. I mean, I grew up in... There was a very famous Jewish-Chinese philosopher, though. <laughs> and we quote him frequently. Excuse me? His name was Moishi Pupik. Oh, really? Yeah. As in... He was full brother to Confucius. Well, listen, I don't want to get you all confused now, because I seem to be getting you off the beaten track, and you obviously had something very important to tell us. What, excuse me? I said you obviously had something very important to tell us, and I don't want to get you uh, sidetracked. Ah, I know. I, well, it's not all that important. I just thought that maybe, um, I think maybe that people that come down to Florida from New York um, in, the, in, the, in the recent years, like, like the 80s and the late 70s, I think that, I think that they're screwing up the state. <laughs> Because we're getting a little bit politically and everything else, Florida is Florida still in the South. I mean, yeah, in the Deep South, and the New Yorkers are not responsible for that. Most of the New Yorkers who came here are moderate to liberal, not right-wing fanatics, not Christian primitives. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's Well, don't you understand? Unless, of course, they eat the early bird, in which case some of them are Jewish primitives, but that's another story. You're not following this because you don't understand what... I mean, over there in Naples, it's like sleepy time. I mean, here it's like a bustling, hustling, uh, Neanderthal, wait a minute. no man's land. Baby cakes. Lauderdale used to be like that, too. Come on. When I moved to Lauderdale, you, you didn't have to wear shoes anywhere. Right. I mean, as long as you had your top covered, that was it. Exactly. And now in Lauderdale, you don't have to wear anything. Well, I know, but that, that came later. Well, listen, it's been great hearing from you. I've got a break to do here, and uh, they're getting very upset with me. Oh, come on. Nobody gets upset with you. No, that's true. Okay. It's great hearing from you. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the sunshine. Okay. Don't let any of these people get you depressed. Oh, no, it's interesting. And please call me again, will you please? Bye. Okay. 27 pounds. 1130 at WYNZ. Neil Rogers here until 2. Stan Major will be here from 2 to 6 this afternoon. We'll hear about Stan's exploits in uh, Albertsons over the weekend. Coral Gables, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, actually, it's Immoral Gables. Yeah, I forgot. Moral Gables. Uh, I think I have it all figured out now. The Pope is actually that doctor in drag. Shame on you, sir. Yes, actually, well, I have something else for you here, too. Shame on you. 
Oh, I like that. Oh, I have something better than that. Wait till you hear this one. <laughs> well, wait. Okay. Oh, you're playing these. <laughs> You're playing Ricky Nelson? Well, one, no, I mean, uh, on this, it's a keyboard thing that I have. So what, I've been... what song are you going to play? What's that? What song? Lonesome Town. Oh, I don't have that. Let me see how I can do this one. Okay. What are you doing, auditioning for uh, the Bill McQuig show or what? Just brightening up the day for the people up in Maine. You keep this up, you'll have a weekend show on IOD within a week, I'm telling uh, you. <laughs> Let's see how I can do it. Good, sign him up. Jimmy Hummel, boy, he just uh, he drops those in, man. He always knows what's going on, yeah. yeah. He always has a timely uh, comment. Don't say that now, <laughs> sir. He, uh... I've got an opera. He said it. Wasn't we did. it uh, somebody related to him that uh, wrapped an electric cord around his neck just recently? It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. <laughs> Shame on you, sir. Oh, well. Have well, listen, I... that was a, a great performance. Thank you. I'm the guy that called you a few days before Father's Day to wish my father a happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Have you played the banana song? Yeah. Well, it so happened he was listening, and he tape recorded it. And now anytime any of the relatives come in from town or anybody, he has to put that tape on, and the people just die with laughter, and I'm cringing, turning red. I'm so embarrassed. Well, you want to see the mail that came in here today. Uh... we got a box full of mail that uh, will keep us busy for about a month. Any more striker pictures? Just uh, control yourself, sir. Forget about that stuff. I'm telling you, it's banned. Okay? So Ooh, you... isn't a Band-Aid? I don't think a Band-Aid could cover that When up. you look at those pictures from now on, they will do nothing for you. Those uh, organs on your body are strictly for elimination. Yes. Trust me. 
Oh, goodness. Okay, no more, especially in Moral Gables. That's it. Because somebody may be monitoring your activities. <laughs> I hope so. It would be the best uh, thing that's happened yet, huh? Okay, I think it's wishful thinking, sir, but uh, have a wonderful day. You too. Okay, that was a good call. <laughs> what do we do with all this mail, Rasta? I think you got a hernia. Bring oh. is you got a hernia bringing it in here. Good Lord! Holy Toledo! God, they say in Ohio. <laughs> Boy, I mean, that's all right. Thank you very much. Don't get carried away. We don't need uh, you know. I may be limp-wristed, but I can handle it. <laughs> well, there's a tape. Oh, great! It says it's from A H. I wonder what that stands for. K H. Another tape for oh. Pope. Oh, there's Pope sticker. Pope sticker. These people, man, sure are pushy. You, you'll just pass out when you see all the uh, tapes. And here's a box from Portland, Maine. It's ticking. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. It's from Freeport in the Bahamas, uh -oh. man. Oh, wonderful. From the Bahamas and my good friends. Miniature liquor. Oh, good. I'm going to start drinking that as soon as I get off the air. That's good. I don't drink, but boy, sure, a good day to start, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Boy, there's just this is a, a flood of mail. Stan mm. would be upset if he saw this. Yeah, I know. He? I know. I mean, I've never seen mail like this ever. Mm -mm. Not since. Uh, oh no! Months. Even no, never. Even Boone in the Box never hit it like this. Well, now just think if every envelope had a hundred dollar bill in it. <laughs> right? <laughs> the hell with all these people with their problems. Right? I could just go off to Calder, wait for Wednesday for post time, parlay it into a million. On Go Gator with Heriberto Castillo Jr. <laughs> Boy, beat me out by like this much, and it was almost a triple dead heat. What a race! What a race! Pompano, hello. Uh, good morning, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> yes, ma'am. How y'all doing up in Pompano? Oh, we are doing fine. I've held on so long, I've almost forgotten what I wanted to say. I almost lost it's my mind. Nervous now. What I was calling to tell you, uh, I listen to your program every day because I'm disabled and I'm unable to work, so I don't miss a program. Uh, on yesterday, I think uh, Mike w wanted the people not to rally against the station, nothing like that, but to come out... Uh, you know, with T-shirts or signs in favor of what you are doing because you have not done anything wrong, in his opinion. If you knew what I have in my hand... <laughs> no, it's not that. If you knew what I have in my hand right now... Now, this arrives on the day. I can't believe these showed up today. I've got a record that will make you laugh so hard you'll be on the floor, Okay. Are you listening? Yes. I'm serious. <laughs> no kidding. It'll cheer you up in no time. Are we going to play it? Oh, I'm going to play it. Okay. Oh. You want me to go right, card it up? Right. Okay, well, you take care okay, of yourself. Tell the bird hello. Okay. <laughs> thanks a lot. I'll give him the bird for you. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, this, this couldn't have arrived on a more appropriate day. Now, that's true. This is from oh. Louisville, right? Oh, from Louisville. Kentucky, and it's not from oh, Churchill Downs boy. either. Oh, wait a minute. It is from Churchill Downs, and it's messy <laughs> as hell. This is some of the post-derby... <laughs> I didn't know that they tested that. No, this is... 
Oh, I hope they're all in one piece. And we have five of these that we're going to give away, too. That's right. I haven't seen this in years. Do you know how long it's been? It's been 22 years since I saw this. And, of course, for some people in our audience, it's been 22 years since they saw that. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh. Oh, it's a big, uh, it's a huge, it's like an album. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They've changed the label on it a little bit. Oh, my goodness. In all its breezy manner, direct from the Windy City to you. <laughs> I can't read the, um, yeah. no, I can't read the title of the record. Now, Jack will get up very upset. He'll... But it says, a perfect example of the zesty vulgarity of the Edwardian age. How could anyone seriously dislike an artiste who could blow out a candle from a distance of a foot or the generation who applauded him? <laughs> I can't believe that I actually have this in my hot little hand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to open it up. Is Leonard here today? Yes. Now, we're going to have to bleep out the last word. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Trust me. Where There's is it? All different cuts. But here it yeah, is. Just one cut. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> And it goes on. It's a very long... I don't know what he's going to put it on, because I, I don't remember how long this is. Yeah, it goes no, on for several minutes. No time on it? No. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. You don't put time on something as valuable <laughs> as this. Oh, Mike, this Michael is, figured uh, it out. Yeah. yeah. He figured it out. But the last word... <laughs> okay, we'll have to figure out what to do with that okay, <laughs> during the new news, but we will get it okay. on sometime today, because it may be the last time we ever get to play it. Once in... Maybe the end. Maybe the only time. So don't go away today. Oh, no. Call everybody you know. This is going to be a momentous day. Boy, it's a good thing you know who isn't getting here till tomorrow. You, I'm telling you, you're going to be on the floor when you hear this. <laughs> he may be listening on the listen line, though. Never know. Good. Good luck to him. <laughs> okay, well, let's take another break now, because I am so excited. You have no idea about this. I've been waiting for 22 years to find this record again, and it is uh, in a class by itself. It's unbelievable. Okay. And it's British. It's English, so it's very proper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are no more spots? We did them all in one break? Oh, the doctor will be thrilled. We did them all in one break. Okay. Shame on you. It's all right. We can handle it. We can handle it. Wait till Stan comes in and looks at that boy. He's going to uh, turn around and go home. Okay, let's take some more calls while we're figuring out what we're going to do with that. And the mail here is just um, unbelievable. Would you like me to charge that up for you right now? Would you like to do it? I don't know how long it is, though. Have you got a long cart? Uh, I can probably Eight? Find four and a half. No, no, no. Get serious. There's a real long... Oh, you know who would be upset? If we Ooh. took that Elvis cut? Oh, my God. No, but that's the longest car. But he's still got the music. He's not going to oh, play that. Oh, Lord. Believe me, he won't be upset. I'll find it later. Will you really? Okay. You know, you're wait a minute. You're going to have to dump or bleep the last word. We, the last word is one of the seven. We can't play that on the air, so I don't know how you're going to do that. You'll just have to delete it. You can listen to it first. Listen to the last. I've got to work fast. Okay, okay. Here you go. It's that side where it says contest. Trust me. Okay, 18 before. And as you listen to it, because my memory, it's 22 years old. If you find anything else in there that might be uh, objectionable, let me know, because we don't, of all times, we don't want to. The whole side. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a long thing. 
Kendall, hello. Yo. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. Shame on you. Having a guy on the radio that's playing with his organ. I know. I mean, you know, Jack would go crazy. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm going to have to fall in. I'm going to just stop sex with my wife. I'm going to take your advice. No more, sir. No, no. And as a matter of fact... Just good your, memories. In your favorite tabloid today, the uh, Miami Herald, it says here, survey finds U.S. women having less sex. And liking it more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you believe it? Jack's doing his work already. You bet. I can't believe this guy. Well, in the uh, Sun Sentinel today, in the letters to the editor, somebody, a uh, Eves Lacaz in Fort Lauderdale, says... Boycotting WINZ and its advertisers is censorship, and it's a great letter in here about Dr. Hoofenmouth, and it's, uh, I'm not going to take the time to read it, but I thank Eves in Fort Lauderdale for defending a free speech. Well, I'll tell you what, you sound like Stan today, giving out those numbers. Uh, you know, what, what is it, Monday Blues, everybody just a little slogan out of bed? No, they're all there. They just, uh, they don't know what to do. They don't know whether to scream or eat a banana. <laughs> right, I eat a banana and then scream. Hey, good talking to you, and I enjoy your show. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye-bye. Here's an interesting card. It says, I'm familiar with Stooges, blank, I can't read that, and the term blank cold buddies, but the relationship you have with the bird defies description. That poor guy laughs at everything you say, even though you repeat yourself ad infinitum. <laughs> How often can he cackle when he hears tinkle all over or douchebag? He must get some extra dough for helping you try to be funny. By the way, if you if they pay you more than minimum wage, you owe the company some money. Adios, your friend, Senior Ludi Crust. Isn't that cute? From Miami. Another one who's listening right now, just getting sexual excitement. Oh, shame on this. That's uh, an old, dirty postcard. And Daffy McCallum's in it. I can't believe it. In St. Petersburg, doing incestuous things with the seagulls. Unbelievable. What are we going to do with all that mail? Got me. Boy, I can't believe it. What the hell did we do to uh, solicit such an incredible response? Mike Wolf may not show up for the headlines, by the way, because when he hears that record... <laughs> oh, here's some copies of some letters. Now, this is from a life insurance company in um, Miami. Copy of a letter from a 37-year-old man married with one child, college graduate, etc., and so on. If a few malcontents can force you to change Mr. Rogers' style, then you need to re-examine your role as owner-operator of that station. If a thousand calls came in complaining about Mr. Rogers or the show in general, they'd be microscopic compared to those that enjoy and approve. Well, this is a good line. I'm not reading the whole thing, but it's a beautiful letter, and I thank, uh, what's his name? Edward, for that. Here's a letter from Hollywood, California. Oh, boy, I bet you I know what's in this. I bet you there's something really sub rosa in this envelope. And look at that, it's on pink stationery. No, it's not from Jeff Stryker. Oh, sorry. I, I don't even understand what this whole thing is. What is it? Bizarre. Okay, let's take the calls and forget about all this foolishness, okay? Because if we start reading the mail again, ooh, let's not forget about the foolishness. <laughs> Here's a card from Key West. Sure is. It says, I picked up this postcard on a trip to Key West. I'm not sure what message they're trying to send, but I doubt the Chamber of Commerce would approve. Please send me the Pope stickers. <laughs> and look who it's from. Look at the name. Oh, my God. No, Johnny that's D. not from Johnny D. Johnny D. Boy, isn't that interesting? Okay, but uh, we're not going to talk about those two uh, almost naked guys on the front of that because we're not into that stuff anymore. 
boy, all these attorneys. You know, there must be 100,000 attorneys per square inch in there Florida. Must be. And here's a guy who wants two uh, bumper stickers. Oh, a good attorney. There are a couple. And he even puts in a stamped self-addressed envelope. I tell you, there are a couple of good attorneys. Under like that. Boy, there. just a mountain of mail. Although there is one open line in date, and it hurt. 624-9400. Let's go to... Uh, oh, here's the guy who... Uh, what does that say about the Pope sticker? I don't understand this. See, once I get involved in this stuff, I just can't get away from it. I know. Get distracted. I am a self-confessed homophobe. I just don't like men, especially hairy ones. Hmm. I made a conscious decision many years ago to resist any advances from the same sex. The only problem was trying to find women who would make any advances. <laughs> Boy. Bizarre letter. It's got a whole thing here about WJNO. Really? John Broward. <clears throat> letter to the editor. I was shocked and sickened at radio station WJNO's commentator, John Broward, who publicly on the air referred to Brooklyn District Attorney Elizabeth Holtzman as a bitch who would have been incinerated in the gas chambers <laughs> in Germany were it not for the intervention of the military. Wow. Oh, boy. From Sam Spector in Royal Palm Beach. And it goes on. And on. WJNO station manager George Mills told Jewish World that WJNO does not endorse those type of statements and that John Broward is no longer with the station. Hmm. This is August 21st. Is that true? The first I heard of it. Oh, wait a minute. we got to check this out. I think he is still with the station. Last I heard I he heard was. he's doing 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Palm Beach, WJNO. This ought to be really exciting. Would that be something if, because they're changing their, wait a minute. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, we'll check it out right now. Now, here's someone that's in the tape in, but it says on the envelope, <clears throat> Glenn Hill, keep your claws off Exactly. It. And since I make the tapes. Well, I see it first. There must be something in there for me. Right. Okay, we're making this call. Yeah, I'm calling. Is John Broward on the air with you folks? Oh, I see. When uh, did he leave? Over a week. Okay, thank you. I'll be darned. Isn't that interesting? I'll be darned. Isn't that interesting? John Broward no longer on the air at JNO. Boy, he lasted a long time, didn't he? <laughs> Boy, they changed the lineup up there like uh, some people, like Rick Weaver, changes his underwear. Yeah. Like at least once a week. <laughs> Can't believe it. Boy, they're just going through people and uh, John Levitt uh -huh. up there on the uh -huh. weekend or whatever. Got a lot of interesting stuff in the mail here, ladies and gentlemen, and we're all sharing it with you. Lauderdale, hello. Fuck. <laughs> Great call. We heard just the last word of the Yeah, last... I didn't hear the whole word. Yeah. You want to try it again? No, that's it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the three letters there's no problem with. Right? <laughs> we didn't hear the beginning of that word, did we? No. Coral Gables, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Okay, here's uh, something from your one of your favorite movies you haven't heard from for a while. So I just wanted to pass along this little scene where you, I think you and the cockler would get a kick out of. Hold on. Fun bowl to show it for the chef. Put a cream on. Waitress. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go to all these people who want to, you know, be uh, humorists over the airplane stuff in the background. Mm -hmm. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? Okay. 
Well, this is your diabetic listener in Oakland Park, and I hope you're sitting down because I tried to reach you for two hours Friday, but majors came in and you got wound up, and I'm trying for an hour and a half this morning. Number one, I have good news and bad news for you right from the horse's mouth. Do you want the good or the bad first? We'll uh, take it as it comes, sir. I'll give you the good news. We can handle it. Yeah, because the bad news is uh, it's quite a little lengthy. There's an interview with uh, Edmund Anson, who owns Channel 7. He's yeah. the owner of Channel 7 in town. Right. And uh, in one of the business journals that I get, uh, there is one little bit here that I think you'll find interesting. They ask him a question, and he answers, I'm not sure that it is self uh, says, do you think Miami is too self-conscious about its image? And his answer is, I am not sure that it is self-conscious. I think Miami tends to be confused about its image. Clearly, Miami has changed a lot. The Jackie Gleason days are ancient history. The strength of the Miami image is that it is an exciting, vibrant community with a lot of things going on that appeal to a lot of different people. Neil Rogers, a local talk show host, is the new Jackie Gleason. That was in the, in the article. Now, are you there? I'm here, yeah. yeah. All right, but you sound like you don't believe what I'm no, saying. No, I, di I didn't hear that last part. I was uh, otherwise... Uh... It was about you. Did you hear about that you're Neil Rogers is the new Jackie Gleason of, of South Florida? Who said that? Anson, the owner of Channel 7, in this interview. He said that? Yeah. I almost fell off the chair when I read that. It's in an article, an interview, which says 60 Seconds with Edmund Anson. Yeah. Okay, now, I personally called... Guy Gannett Friday, and I had my attorney also get a hold of Mrs. Pauley. I'm an ex-attorney, so he has some contacts. I spoke to Mr. Gilbertson for 45 minutes. Really? That is correct. And I told him that he was violating my civil rights and also the, my First Amendment rights by telling me who I can listen to and what, what I'm not supposed to listen to. He's also violating your civil rights. And your First Amendment rights. And you have a legal right to every cart that was taken out of that place. Yeah, there was nothing that we played that's in oh, violation of that. They had no right to take it. There's nothing in yeah. your contract, supposedly, that says everything that you need to make a living. That's part of your material. Whatever you made on cart and play, that belongs to you. And if they don't give it back to you, whether or not you stay on the station or play it again or give them permission, you still have the right and should sue them for those carts. That's number one. Number two, there is definitely a conspiracy that's been going on for months between the archdiocese. They've been dealing with Mrs. Pauley, who was a typical puritanical mind up in New England. They don't care about ratings. They only care about pandering to the Herald, to the archdiocese, to some Jewish and Cuban organizations that they've been getting heat from. However, he was honest enough to tell me that the calls Friday that, you, you know, calling in into Portland are three to one in your favor. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that you can last on the station. They may let you go. may let you out of your contract, which is the way he talked. Oh, that's fine with me. Oh, that's what he said? That's what he said. And I told him he's a, he's a horse's ass because, I, you know, you've turned this town around. You're the only thing worth listening to or doing down here. I've been here 10 years. I used to come to Florida, I told you, 40 years ago when there was, uh, when there was life down here. Uh, now there's nothing here, and I'm, I plan to leave within the year with my son to go back to California or Hawaii because I can't take it anymore. Now, I'm going to miss you, but you'd be, you can't live on weather, Neil. Staying here only for climate, and there isn't another station if you leave. I know you can get work anywhere. And it's cool to stay in this community. 
Because even though many more support you than our detractors or are monitoring you, uh, you've got diabetes like I have, and you're going to put yourself on an early grave, and nobody will approve. No, nobody cares about it down here. You're wasting yourself with a governor like Martinez and the and the Neanderthal attitude down here. It's and the uh, the fact that you're a homosexual. All these things they've been working for months behind the scenes. So don't just think it just happened in the last few weeks because of what you've been playing. Now I'm getting this from the horse's mouth up in Portland, and Mrs. Pauly. She plays Miss. She plays Miss Nice Guy when she sees you and everything, and she loves your show. But she wants you off the air too. Now, if you're smart, you will not take an enforced vacation on Friday because they'll do to you what they did to Bill Calder when he left, when you left town. Well, I hate to break the news to you or to them, but I do have a contract which I have right here on the table, as a matter of fact, and uh, they aren't going to do anything to anybody. And uh, you know, if they uh, if they would like me to leave, I'll you okay, know, if I, if I leave here, let me let me tell you one thing. If I left here on Friday, I would. They have. Uh... Hello. They have new. Uh... <laughs> it's in the voice. He's learning. He knows yeah. not to open up Just your like mic Kyle. too soon. That's right. No, they have Let's new. Not overdo it. New things they made up that you did. The Pope is an A dash dash H. Dash, dash, an asshole. Dash. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. A 17-year-old caller is advised by show hosts to show pornographic films to his sister. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't remember sure. that. I don't remember well, that see, one. You know, they put in one or two that I said, and then they make up a lot of other stuff, like, uh, you know, the floor in the uh, confessional is like the floor there. in a uh, peep yeah. show, yeah, which I still, still think is a great line. Yeah, I wish I had thought of that one. Why do Cuban men wear mustaches? Because they want to look like their mothers? <laughs> Oh, the one about confessionals is in here again. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they left that one in. Oh, we got a letter for Taffy. Oh, this is great. Great. Well, this is good. And, of course, the uh, Catholic Church and the uh, local archdiocese in a frantic full-court press just before the Holy Father gets here. Oh, that's just a coincidence. Yeah, just a coincidence, isn't it? Of course. Just like the last time was just a coincidence. Also want to thank a lot of people who sent me copies of letters that they sent to a guy again at broadcasting. We gave the address out on Friday and Saturday. Great. And, of course, uh, you know, there are always going to be one or two clinkers in the bunch like this <laughs> card. You'll be delighted. Wait till you hear who it's from. It says, Poor Neil Rogers. Everyone is picking on him, even the owners in Maine. And Neil hasn't done anything bad, Mr. Gilbertson. Sure, he's harassed the senior citizens of Hallandale. Badmouth Kane, Rantel, Fowler, Charles Worthing, Collier, Kent, Peyton, McDermott, Cox, Wichner, Sagaki, McCallum, to name a few. Sure, he's tried to lure a few young boys from Quickcheck to go to Hawaii with him. But he's queer. That's his sex satisfaction. Yes, he's made douchebag and asshole household worlds. But gosh, is everyone perfect? But Neil will persevere. He can always get a job in a glass factory blowing glass. <laughs> but here's the good one. Mr. Rogers, when you go, you won't be missed. One doesn't have to know you well to know you are phony. Merely listening to you a few times is proof positive a few times. Yeah. Wait till you hear this now. If you weren't a shock jock a la Stern from New York, your ratings would not be what they are. However, even you should know this market's not New York, and to copy Stern is to be a mere copycat. I predicted you as your worst enemy will rue the day you adopted the sleaze. Signed, <laughs> Irving Sheckman. Oh, right. Irving, North Bay Village. Great. Let's hear Irving, who can't shut it off. Oy vey, Irving. Unbelievable. 
great letter. Isn't that great? You got a uh, another Tweety bird. Maybe you and this Tweety can get together and make little Tweeties together <laughs> in Boca. He lives in Boca. Well, I'm sure that uh, he fly. Uh, you know, you can meet in midair. He sent me a list of other nicknames for Tweety. Really, Tweet, the Tweetster. I like that. The Tweetster that rhymes with Keister. <laughs> the Birdman. That's another good one. Mm-hmm. Very good. I like your mail. <laughs> North, North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah. How are you? Okay. Good. Um, you know, I'm a very strong supporter of you and your radio station and your philosophies. And when I heard that all those great songs and material were banned, you know, it hurt. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. And uh, I have a list here of 168 people who I'm representing in a petition form, but you don't have the list in front of you, obviously. And what I've conclusion I've come to is that there's a piece of this puzzle missing, whereas you have the nine or ten share of the audience, you know, 80 or 100,000 people who really enjoy your program and aren't offended, but in fact enjoy everything you say, and you have a handful of uh, Neanderthal malcontents, but when these calls come into uh, corporate headquarters or your station manager or whoever is making these decisions to ban programming, uh, everything sounds like a crank call. So the Mr. Piece of the puzzle that's missing is the sponsors. They are the money people. Now, you take a sponsor. I don't know how many you have. Maybe it's a dozen or two dozen, and you and Stan and the other people. They are supporting, our, they are advertising on a radio station that's reaching 10% of the population. That I have a slight ba uh, background in advertising. That is an unbelievable number. Whereas the other radio stations, they're just pissing, uh, throwing away their money on 1% or 2%. So these are the people that should be putting the pressure on your corporate headquarters in Portland, Maine, and your uh, station manager and programming directors. Now, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The station okay, manager, their, wait a minute, sir, sir, hold it. Yes. The station manager and the uh, program director, we don't have a problem with those people. It is not a local problem. In other words, we have people here who are paid to operate and program and manage the station. And even though, you know, we've had a couple of disagreements, which is always going to happen, but, um, you know, the problem is with basically, as I understand it, one individual in corporate headquarters at Portland, Maine, who uh, basically, also as I understand it, I, um, you know, he didn't sign my contract, he didn't hire me, I don't work for him, and I have nothing to do with him. I, I know what you're saying, Neil, but put yourself, I know, put yourself in his shoes for a minute. He sits up there in Portland, Maine, he's head of some big corporation, God knows how many companies he controls. He gets a call from... Uh, this guy Jack Thompson or the, the Archdiocese or whatever, you know, and, and admittedly we think that they're crazy, but they are, I guess, somewhat well-spoken. And they talk to him and they tell him this, and him being up in Portland, Maine, not listening to the station, not knowing that there's a lot of young people down here that really love your station and uh, you've brought life back to listening to radio, and, you know, he has to take that call and uh, he has to act on it. I mean, any any president or CEO of a large corporation is going to defend the corporation from any hint of scandal. And this guy is turning up uh, scandalous accusations and whatever else that they do. But I think that the only sobering effect has to come from the sponsors. You know, these the sponsors are other corporations, and they pump a lot of money into your station. They pay everybody's salary there. They supply all the perks and everything else that goes along with a successful operation. And your operation is incredibly successful. So if they would make these calls to Portland, Maine, you will see that 
that all your cards will come back and you, you'll get a raise and everything will be great. But oh, yeah, the people sure. in Maine have to know that the sponsors are behind you, too. Yeah, okay, well, I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks very much. Thank Okay, got some open lines in Dade now, 624-9400. And uh, we have some incredible cheesecake that just arrived, okay? Can't believe it. No calories, of course, right? No, no calories. From Cheesecake Etc. You better write that um, in Pembroke Pines. Better write that on the log, Rich. Cheesecake Etc. in Pembroke Pines. And if the bird ever gets through um, mangling the boxes here, look at that. What are those? Oh, moose. That looks like bullwinkle moose, that one right there. Thank you very much. This looks great, and I know we're going to enjoy it. And I know somebody, of course, not to mention any names, will be inhaling it like it's... Uh... Oh, this whole thing is edible, right? Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. Spoons, the whole business. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Mm. Deep throat. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Hi, Glenn. Don't answer. His mouth is probably full with the food, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard a laugh. Uh, I went to Calder. I cashed in on Java Gold. Well, I gave it to you. Eight bucks on the two. Well, it wasn't too bad, but I lost on bet twice. Bet twice? I lost on that. Shameful. And they do it again. But it didn't. Um, I stopped in at, uh, at uh, Brick Oven. On the way back, I made, him sure, I made sure to tell him that I was there because of you which I encourage all your listeners to do, because when they're spending the bucks, it's nice to know that, you know, you're the reason I went there. Yeah. Now, for the good stuff, I got gossip on Lee Fowler, and I taped a call I made to um, uh, Gilbertson. I don't know if it'll be, good, you know, air quality. I don't know if you'll hear it. I don't no, know you can't. We can't play it on here. We can't play it on the air. What's that? We can't play it on the air. It, well, it's a satire tape. It's not real. Okay. Okay. Can that be played? If I can understand it. Satire. Well, let me tell you about Lee Fowler first. Uh, the gossip, since uh, Glenn hasn't been doing his job giving you any gossip, I figure I have to take up the slack. Um, the latest thing I heard on Lee Fowler was trying to make ends meet. He's moonlighting now as a porno star. And uh, as, as original as Lee is, he's stolen the title from the Dress Striker movie, Bigger Than Life. He's calling it Smaller Than Snooze. <laughs> and uh, he's even got Jeff Stryker to appear on the scene with him. And, you know, Lee, old habits hard to break. The guy's been on the radio one week. Here he is once again with Jeff Stryker. And you guessed it, he's taking a poll from the big guy. Now, if you want to hear the tape, I don't know how well this will be. Oh, my battery just fell out here. Hang on. You ready for, you ready for this? You all kinds of problems today, isn't it? Go ahead. So that contest, uh, the, is it the blooper tape you have? I don't remember there being any bad words on that. No, it's not a blooper tape. It Trust wasn't me. the uh, contest. Uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. The Great Crepitation Contest. Right, right. And I don't think there's any uh, bad words on that. If I remember, I heard it about 20 years ago, and yeah. I think there's no bad words on it's it. It's great. It's great. It's just going to take me a long time. It's too long to put on a cart. Okay, here, here. See if you can hear it. As if not, I can just cut me off, and I'll give you the gist of it. Okay, th th wait a minute. This is great, but let's not overdo it, okay? I can only eat so much here, and... Um, you don't want to hear this? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. Let's get with it. Here we go. Is that all right? Gannett Broadcasting. Yes, may I talk with Bob Gilbertson, please? Hold, oh, please. Bob Gilbertson speaking. May I help you? Yes, Mr. Gilbertson, this is Deep Throat calling. 
Linda, I told you never to call me at the office. No, not her. This is Deep Throat, one of Neil Rogers' listeners down in Miami. I'm calling to tell you that Neil was doing a great job down here, and this is just a, my call to give him support. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Throat. Uh, your comments will be noted. By the way, while I have you on the phone, how did Glen Hill get hired down there anyway? Just lucky, I guess. <coughs> well, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Gilbertson. And um, one more thing before I go. Uh, could you please promise to do your best to keep Neil Rogers on the air? Absolutely. I will not do that. Have a good day. That's Very about, good. Uh, just of it, Neil. Yeah, on a scale of eight, you know, good effort. Cheap, cheap recorder. What can I say? Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Boy, this is a cheesecake. <clears throat> really delicious. And don't worry, I'm not going to overdo it. Just a little taste. And then I'm sure that uh, you-know-who will devour all the rest of it. Nobody in the building get to touch any of it. Uh, day 26 Hello. past noon at WINZ. Big Pine Key. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Neil? What's going on in Big Pine Key, sir? Not a you-know-what thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just wanted to call and tell, tell you that you did not say that joke about where are the Cuban men all have mustaches. That's my line. Yeah, caller said that, and you're the one. I'm the one, and yeah. I just want those people to know, hey, man, I'm Catholic and altar boy, and I was molested by a priest. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what the heck? The Pope's probably, uh, you know, there too. But uh, I just had to call and tell them that that's plagiarism. They stole my joke. Well, that figures, you know. Of course, I'm stealing that one line about the confessional and the peep show, so. Yeah, well, hey, you know, God, I just wanted to call and let you know, keep going, man. We lose you. I'm moving out of Miami. Well, let me tell you one thing. If, um, you know, whatever day it is, if it happens and I'm not on this station, you can be sure the next day I'll be somewhere else. Yeah, I hope it's in South Florida. We that, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, thanks a lot. Right. How do you like that? They're plagiarizing that guy's material. Shame on you, Dr. Hoof and Mouth. Hollywood, hello. <laughs> Hollywood. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you today? Okay. Uh, I thought you had trouble with Mr. Spindle. Mr. Spindle? Is that the way you say it? Be nice now. Come on. He's very sensitive, sir. So at any rate, I called Portland. You think you got trouble? I called up and I said, let me have the big kahuna. And a guy came on the phone and said, I mean, there's no discussion of, of the... Not a crook. At any rate, I called you because I never listened to your show. And before you were talking to a lady and you got her very confused between Chinese and Yiddish. She said she was from uh, Manhattan, and you were giving her a little Yiddish, and she said Chinese or vice versa. At any rate, a friend of mine is, uh, is opening a restaurant, and he's going to solve the entire situation. Uh, his name will never come out in the open, even though it's Horowitz, and he's opening a Chinese restaurant in Tamarack, and he's calling it some dumb goy. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you think you'd like to have a meal there? That sounds uh, right up my alley, sir. Very good. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. I can, I can just think who we'd like to take there for the first meal when he comes into town tomorrow. I mean, it's not everybody who gets, uh, you know, a restaurant named after himself. 1229... WINZ got a couple open lines in Broward now. Boy, they're just uh, hurt. They're just hurt. Boy, this uh, key lime pie is so good.
524-9400, Cheesecake, etc. at 324 South Flamingo Road in Pembroke Pines. That's in that uh, little shopping center. Right? Little strip shopping center. I don't know. But it's great. You don't know? Uh, that's not my neighborhood. He's got the mic so far away from him now because he's got all the all this lined up. Look at this. He's got it all lined up in front of him like an assembly Priorities. Room. The mic, you know. The food. <laughs> right? I noticed you... You're going to be losing a lot of weight when I'm gone from here. I figured that. <laughs> all these free meals. Long gone, baby. Adios. So when you leave... The free meals leave. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Unless Donald gets a lot of free meals. <laughs> he might. Understand that uh, Greg and Donald are going on a cruise together. Is that right? Three days and two nights. It must be the cruise. I wonder what the sleeping arrangements are <laughs> in that cruise. Because <laughs> we discourage that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No more of that. No. No more touching below the waist in this town. Mm-mm. No more even touching above the waist. Jack Thompson will be on you guys. He'll be monitoring oh. on that ship. Beautiful. Three in the morning, there will be a little tap on the cabin door. <laughs> I'm monitoring you, Donald. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I was doing fine till a guy called, and I'm not blaming him. He was a good caller. About quarter to 12. Oh, yeah. The one who had the 45-minute mm -hmm. conversation with Mr. Gilbertson. Yeah. That really bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. That they would say something like that. Well, not only that, but, you know, the impression, and of course, I'm getting it secondhand, and I'm a little leery of that. That's right. But the impression that uh, Mrs. Hawley and, um, you know, the, the whole corporate from top to bottom in the station, and, of course, this is a very conservative company, to say the least. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if you don't have their support, then what's the point in it? You know, what is it that they wanted? They wanted a bigger audience. They wanted a younger audience. They wanted living and breathing people. They wanted to take a day part that was dead. 50,000 watts midday that was dead for years. Yep. I mean, dead as a doornail. And pump life into it. Yeah. And then pump life back in afternoon drive with Stan. And, and we've done it. And to be fair, Mark Kuhn is well aware of that and what you did. The local people are fine. The local management. They are well, well aware of what you did. You did what you were hired to do. Bring audience to the radio station in your time period. And you certainly accomplished that. And and they were, they were fine. Yeah. I totally support you. <laughs> I'm not saying anything new, I guess. You've said all this, right? Well, we'd like to reiterate the salient points here. <laughs> For the hard of hearing... <laughs> But the hearing impaired, you know. I'm going to go back to eating now. <laughs> we'll just both eat. <laughs> we'll just have eating sounds. It's a new format. You yeah. can't, can't offend anybody by that. Right? Well, I don't know. It's disgusting. <laughs> They're making guttural sounds on the radio. They're eating. <laughs> They're eating with their mouths full. And you better watch it because somebody's monitoring what you're eating. <laughs> you hear that, Donald? Miami, hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah. How you doing? Okay. This is Bobby. 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 How you doing, Bobby? How you doing, Glenn? Great. How's everything? Well, another one of our young listeners whom we've corrupted. 
Listen, how'd you like the book? Did you even look through it? Well, we've got it. We're not allowed to uh, read that book. No, anymore. it's a little too racy for wins. Yeah. Not on the air, but I mean, did you like look at it at all? Well, I have it right here, as a matter of fact. Yeah. The romance <laughs> of lust. That's it. That's a very, very interesting. I want to know about the stains on the book, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, those are tea stains. <laughs> They're tea stains? Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, like Gail Stewart was yeah, the one who was reading lady. the book. The tea lady. The tea lady read And there's some book. lines here that are even crossed out. Well, no, no, the red ones are for you to read. They're not crossed out. I was trying to highlight them, but I couldn't find them. Oh, we thought Jack Thompson had... Uh, oh, my God. ...censored the book. <laughs> he got up and lifted her on the edge of the bed, threw her back, taking her legs under his arms. Uh -oh. oh, and it goes on. Be I can't careful. even read the rest. Yeah, Jackal. I don't dare read the rest because they're mm -hmm. monitoring us. <laughs> get like an A-tracker and uh, like listen to that tape. That no, we're still we're going to go to the uh, Smithsonian Institute <laughs> to find an A-track. <laughs> you got a great sense of humor, Bobby. Brings us an A-track. Why don't you bring us an Edison cylinder? <laughs> I can find one. No. Do you, know, you know how they used to have, like, wax cylinders way before either one of us were born? <laughs> no, see, like, that's the stuff they play on KAT. No, see, those people, <laughs> the A-Track, um, the people who did it, they used to play at Monty Trainers. Really? Yeah, and I went there one night, and they were handing them out and everything, so I got one, and I was listening to, you know, I listened to, this was like five years ago. You know, and I was listening to it, and then I had it hidden away, and I all of a sudden said, eh, maybe... They have a use for it. Maybe they'll get a kick out of listening. I notice a lot of pages in this book are um, dog-eared here. You know that? <laughs> Why is that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. just happened by accident. Just, yeah. Slip of the pen, I guess. <laughs> Slip of something. Slip of something, yeah. Boy. You guys are right, you know that? Well, listen, you better listen real close. Now, are you still coming in here Wednesday? Sure. Well, you better listen tomorrow to find out if you should come in on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going. Every day could be the last one. <laughs> You're laughing, I'm serious. Yeah? Yep. Is Kyle on vacation? Kyle is, he knew what when to get out. Oh, uh, yeah, well, just, he, he needed a vacation. He needs <laughs> Yeah, that means you can go into master control now, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, he's got to spend all that big raise that they give him, you know. That's what he said to me. What did he say? I asked him if I could stay there, you know, and just watch the Absolutely not. <laughs> well, that line is going around a lot, you know. <laughs> no, but he needs to lighten up a little bit. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything, but... You are? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. Kyle. He is a nice guy. He oh, just, yeah. Uh, he just, you know, takes a lot of abuse, and he responds in kind, that's all. Yeah. That's not personal. Well, but, you know, I mean... I was very, very impressed with everything I saw there last Wednesday. I'll bet. I mean, everybody was so friendly, so nice, especially, you know, Glenn. Uh, yeah, look out for him. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, can you believe, Bobby, that some people don't like me, that have never even met me? Yeah, I mean, see, if, if they just, you know, take the time, if these old bags... Well, some are young bags. You know, They've never met me, never talked to me, but they hate me. Well, can you understand that? Not at all. I mean, well... All the listeners out there, you guys take it from me. Glenn Hill is the nicest guy. You just take about... This is uh, coming from someone who actually met Who me. evidently got to know you real well. <laughs> I mean, if you just take the time to talk to him for two minutes, okay, I mean, you'll understand where he's coming from. you understand he's a caring person, and, uh, you know, you put away all that criticism. Yeah. Of, uh, of social problems or anything else. It's just shock radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I won't take any more of your time, guys. Why not? 
Why not? I don't know. If you guys want to keep me on, I'll stay on. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have anything to say, Bobby, that would be good, but, you know. Right. Now, I'm curious now, does your, uh, you know, how old is he, 17? 19. 19. Oh, so you're like, um... I'm getting married in two months. He's getting married in two months. So you're like a legal person. Almost, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to get permission from your family to uh, speak to us on this show. Oh, no. They're not worried about, we're going to corrupt your morals. <laughs> I'm already corrupted. And your fiancé, boy, I tell you, does she know that you've been reading this book? <laughs> this was her book originally, but don't... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jackson, you get upset. Now you know why he sounds yeah. so happy all the time. <laughs> well, listen, I hope you had a good time already, because after today, no more hanky-panky, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, I doubt if she's listening. No, I don't mean that. I'm talking about just in general. We've banned uh, any of that kind of activity. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. you can think about it, but don't do it. Uh, and don't think about it much. Yeah. Think about it very <laughs> briefly, like, you know, a couple of seconds at a time. I still got a good hand, right? No, you can't do that either. <laughs> either? Boy, this guy, he just, uh, you just don't get the message, the massage, do you? Jeez. None of that. Well, what are you supposed to do with all this, uh... Well, forget about it. Just, uh, take a lot of cold showers and think good, clean, pure thoughts and go see the Pope when he comes here. How about if I'm blindfolded and I can't see? Well, then it's okay. Then it's okay. 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 All right, well, Glenn, I'll give you a call tomorrow night. It's Great. Afternoon. Tomorrow night? Or afternoon. Tomorrow okay. night, like at home? <laughs> Listen, I think I need to have a little chat with your fiancé, buddy. Get this guy off my back. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, she has a right to know. I mean, if there's a third party involved, I think she's got a right to know. There's not a third party involved. It sounds you, like it to me. You're upset. Then don't get jealous. I'm not jealous. You sure? Positive. All right. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> oh, he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Came by here, met us all, interested in getting into this business. I tried to talk some sense into his head. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't do it. I mean, if this if this week's experience hasn't taught you that this is the worst business in the world to get into, <laughs> I mean, it's like turning your life over to a bunch of vultures, if you pardon that expression. <laughs> God, why anybody would want to be in this business. What is this? I don't know, but don't put any of that... I mean, that stuff is so rich. And he's just eating it and eating it and devouring it. Hey, less than you did. Oh, my God. <laughs> they took my blood sugar right now. It'll be about, like, 4,000. I'll go give some of this to Charlotte, who's uh, sending out Pope stickers today for Oh, it. thank you, Charlotte. That's very nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll take her some, some goodies. I mean, uh, some something to eat. <laughs> We have a caller on a mobile phone. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay. Well, I've been in broadcasting for 15 years, and uh, listening to all this reminds me of uh, an experience I had in Cleveland at a very highly rated radio station, and fortunately the owners there had some sense about them, but apparently what's happening here is uh, your Mr. Gilbertson is afraid of power that isn't in his hands. In other words, a nine rating is something he can't handle. Yeah. And uh, you having the nine rating and you being the person responsible for it, he can't handle it because he's out of control. Yeah. That's why he's trying to exercise control by taking cars out of the studio. I'm sure there's lots of sensible owners uh, that would be happy to have your nine rating. A lot of them. You can go to the bank on it. That's right. Like tomorrow. Yep, like yesterday. 
So good luck to you, and I hope you stay in this market. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Okay, it's 19 before 1 at WYNZ as we continue the uh, Winds Wake. <clears throat> Boy, I just can't believe that this, I, this is uh, beyond my comprehension that this is even going on. I you know, know, I know. Never expected it. Came the out penalty, of the blue. The penalty you pay for success. Mm-hmm. Just came out of the blue. Because it's not important in life that you succeed, but that your employees fail. Or something like that. Is <laughs> that famous Chinese philosopher, Sum Dum Goi. <laughs> that was a great line. And you know what? They're going to put that in the voice. That'll be in the next ad. You know, yeah, Sum Dum yeah. Goi, yeah. another anti-Gentile remark. Yeah. Just a joke. Boy, they got a sense of humor, don't they? <laughs> that archbishop, what a sense of humor he's got. That's why they walk around with a dress on. Okay, 18 till 1 at wins. Stan Major coming along at 2. <clears throat> Boy, I'm just all choked up. Um, from It's either from the calls or the cheesecake. Boy, I can't believe either. I'm getting older or the breaks are getting shorter. We just keep coming back here like crazy. It's 1245 at WYNZ. We have somebody at the Hollywood P.O. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Oh, it's West Hollywood Post Office. It's what? Hollywood branch. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, the main office is kind of crazy. We're out here in the branch. I got your bumper sticker today. Good. Hey, hey, did you guys ever think about hiring one of those planes that fly around with that thing uh, on the back of it while the Pope's here? You know, they can sort of like hover around him when he's saying mass down at a tropical park. Yeah, not a bad idea. You know, or, or that other one that uh, David Peel has, that uh, Pope smokes dope, or mm-hmm. can't you say that anymore in the air? I don't know. We're going to have to figure that out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, we got to, you know, tomorrow we're going to have to really get into the intricacies of whether we can say hello or goodbye or buenos dias, you know, what it's going to be. Uh, you know what you ought to tell them? You know, your show is very much like the original Saturday Night Live when it first came out, you know. I mean, a real uh, uh, pioneer in this field down here. So tell them, you know, tell them that. You know, Saturday Night Live was controversial when it first came out, but look at it today. It's established. And your show is a lot like that. Yeah. The pioneer of South Florida. You're on, you're on the, uh, the threshold of a new beginning in radio down here. Well, I think we've already crossed the threshold, but now, uh, you know, it's time for a divorce. Well, hopefully you'll go someplace else if they don't let you do your thing here. Hopefully yeah. somebody will let you do your thing. Well, like I said, all you got to do is write me a check and, uh, you know, write a little letter and say, let's uh, go our separate ways, and I'm all set. It's fine with me. Yeah. Because, hey, by any um, chance, you guys ever think of having Father Guido Sarducci on while the Pope's here? You know, I mean, he is the... Vatican uh, gossip columnist. Uh, he would be appropriate. Something to think about. Something to think about. Or we're putting one of those bumper stickers on the back of the Pope mobile. I mean, he might be a Beatles fan. Yeah, there you go. You never know. Okay. All right, take it easy. Have a great day. Right. Unbelievable. Some of the stuff in the mail. I mean, it's just so good. Let's go to uh, Homestead. Hello. Neil. Yeah. I was when I heard you've got the Paul Boomer and Lord Windesmere record. Yeah, it's got it right here. I first got that in 1960 in all places of Memphis, Tennessee at WREC, which is a CBS affiliate up there. Uh Uh-huh. Plus, I was going to send you a copy of it. I've got it stored up there with some other things. But I've got copies of uh, Jonathan Winters doing some very interesting things, which you can't get on record. Yeah, I've got that, too. Oh, Lenny... Yeah, oh, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, don't stay away too long. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the a kid that's... In the attic. Yeah. All right, do you have the Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin? Yeah, you got that. You got all that stuff. And I've got one of um, 
Casey Kasem. I got a great tape that I could never play on the air, but it's a classic. Right. Well, there's no need me sending you all that stuff, man. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it, but I've heard it all, and I only wish we could play it on the air. That's a shame, because some of it's great. I guess, I guess now is not a good time to be playing that on the air, right? I wouldn't think so. No. But I'm glad to hear you plan on staying in the market. I first started listening to you. Yeah, well, I'm not going to let anybody uh, turn my life upside down. That's one of the things I've seen done to friends of mine in the business. And, uh, you know, one of my big complaints about this business in general is that the talent are treated like animals, like they're not even human beings at all, like they have no lives and no uh, any, no feelings, no ties, no nothing. And uh, I'm not going to ever put myself in that position where they're going to just uh, turn my whole life upside down for their own benefit because uh, they're too stupid to understand what they've got. Yeah, they really are. Because you're the most entertaining thing in Miami. And well, that's, the see, that's the problem. Are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to be entertained. Exactly. You know, Miami is a dreary place, and they want to keep it that way. It seems that way. Yeah. But stick to it. Don't give up. Okay, thanks a lot. Next caller on a mobile phone again. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Uh, I was out of town a couple of days, and I've been listening to you since I've been back again. And what's going on for tomorrow that you're saying they're going to come down and make some kind of decision or what? Well, Gilbertson's going to be here in town. He's uh, one of the corporate uh, head Neanderthals, and he's going to be here. We're going to have a meeting, I guess, after I get off the air or before, whatever. And, uh, you know, we're going to decide what we all want to do. And if he wants to let me do my thing and leave me the hell alone, that's fine. We'll continue doing our thing, and life will go on. And if he doesn't, then, uh, you know, they can write me a check, and we'll come to some kind of a settlement and uh, tear up my contract and say goodbye. What, what would even bring him down here with these kind of ratings? I mean, why would he come down? Some idiot write him a letter and say, hey, there's a bad guy on the radio? Well, he was already on his way. He was coming here for another purpose, but obviously there is a crisis that he has precipitated by his behavior um, by responding to, you know, a handful of people who wrote letters or made phone calls up there. You know, it's an organized movement by people like this Jack Thompson and Dr. Heffernan and some of the, uh, you know, Catholic fanatics and other uh, nuts who want to get me off the air. And, uh, you know, this is a reaction to it. You know, if you got a moment, would you be kind enough to give me that... Portland number, I didn't get it today. Yeah, it's area code 207-797-9330. Uh-huh. Well, Gilbertson should still be there. I'm sure he's... No, no, he's in uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, oh, oh. Well, where should I call, do you think, to uh, voice my opinion? Well, I guess you can call that number. I mean, you know, obviously there are people at the corporate headquarters. I don't really think it makes any difference how many calls he gets because they had hundreds, if not thousands, of calls on a Friday and probably got a lot more today. But I don't think that makes any difference. I mean, you're dealing here with a mentality um, that, you know, because obviously if they cared about what the audience wanted in the first place, this wouldn't have been started at all because, the you know, the ratings show that we got this enormous audience and that obviously there's a sizable number of people out there who enjoy what we're doing. So, you know, if that were the criterion, then, um, you know, it wouldn't make any difference. That's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. Well, I know it's ridiculous, and I agree with you, and it's unfortunate for me to even have to come in here and uh, go on the air under these circumstances, like doing a show under a dark cloud and wondering, you know, what it is that I'm going to say that's going to get somebody upset and what we can do. And, of course, they haven't laid out policy. Our, our local management laid out co company policy, and we discussed it less than two weeks ago, and that's what makes it even more ironic is that we've got too many chiefs and not enough Indians and too many people making corporate decisions here. Well, that's true in most of the big business. Yeah. Neil, I appreciate your time. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hi. Hi. I've got a, a little complaint here. I've listened to your radio station and you in particular all summer, and tomorrow I have to go back to work so I won't get to listen to you anymore. But I listen to you for the entertainment, but I got educated 
that man that wrote to you about uh, two weeks ago from the Bahamas that said you had nothing educational? Oh, yeah. I went to my local porno store, which is no longer renting videos because they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. There was a poster of Jeff Stryker. Now I'm educated. I know. <laughs> well, that's a good education in itself. There's no question about that. Yeah, but darn, you ruined my whole plan. I wasn't going to have any education this summer. Yeah. Well, a little bit of education, you know, that's what it's all about. Okay. Well, thank you anyway, and I'll miss you. Okay. Good luck. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's go to Miami. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Neil. This is um, Ginger. <laughs> I am getting ready to go back to school, back to college. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to you this whole summer, and, um, you know, when I got back down here, guess where I'm going? Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, boy. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But I wanted to tell you real quick, I kind of know what you're going through because my first year of school, I went to Liberty Baptist College. Mm Mm-hmm. Jerry Falwell School, you know? Yeah, then you know the mentality. Yeah, well, I went and um, I was studying broadcasting there for a year, and we had a a little radio station on the campus, and um, I got kicked off (laughs) because I played... Christian music that had a beat to it. Oh, shame on you. Yeah. It was really, it was ridiculous, but, um, I don't know, I'm still, you know, I'm still a Christian and everything, but, uh, you know, I really like your show, and uh, it's good to see, you know, you have an open mind and everything. I've really enjoyed it this summer, and I guess, uh, hopefully you'll be around at Christmas, and I'll, I'll be home then, and I'll listen then. Have and, you ever, uh, have you ever spent any time in Nashville? Yeah, I spent all last year there. Oh, you were there one previous year, boy, and you you didn't mind it. Well, uh, <laughs> it was all right. I mean, it's nothing like Miami. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. okay. When were you there? Uh, I was there for two long months in nineteen, or was it one month? No, one month in nineteen eighty in the fall of eighty. Oh, okay. And boy, it was a long month. It seemed like ten years. Really? <laughs> Why? Just the people there are so. Um, Oh, they're so clannish, you know, with a K, and they're so bigoted and so um, bizarre, and they all look like they came out of a cave. The people there don't even look the same as people in civilization. Oh, I know. That's true. They're yeah, really and I'm neat. getting educated up there. Like when you go to Kroger, you know, uh, the women have those little wispy beards and the corncob pipes, and they look like <laughs> Abe Lincoln and drag or something. You know, it's strange. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you get used to it. Yeah, I got used to it after a while, but I miss the beach, you know, and yeah. I miss all, you know, it, there's nothing like South Florida, of course, but, um, you know, I'm getting educated up there. God only knows what I'll be like when I get out of there, <laughs> well, I guess. Well, just as long as you don't grow a beard, you'll be okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, good luck to you, and uh, Thank you. we'll be around somewhere. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, bye-bye. Okay, Fort Lauderdale, hello. Neil? Yeah. Hi, enjoy yourself. Thank you. Listen, I haven't listened uh, to your show like for about a week. I heard you're getting a lot of pressure about changing your show. Yeah. Uh, was that um, from the station or from the FCC? No, none of it has anything to do with the FCC. We don't have any FCC problems, and uh, that's what makes it even more ludicrous. But the uh, corporate management is starting to uh, tinkle all over themselves and have a nervous breakdown. Uh, how's that so far campaign going? Well, uh, you know, we sent all the petitions off, and we have... Uh, people in Washington working on it, and, uh, you know, we'll see what the FCC response is. I think that they've had so much flack, uh, you know, the best that we get from the members of Congress is that they're just, uh, they're not doing anything. They're not uh, going after anybody and that they're 
really uh, shying away from using that ruling because they realize that they've stepped on dangerous territory. So I think I think they've gotten some intimidation from it. Oh, okay. Well, have a good day. Thank you. North Dade, hello. Hello, Neil. How are yeah. you doing? Okay. Uh, I'm only 12 years old, and I usually listen to your radio station while my parents are home. While they are home? Well, when they're not home. When they're not home, you sneak on the radio. Yeah, I usually, uh, in the nighttime, too, you know. Do they know about it? Uh, yeah, sometimes they walk in and they say, oh, who are you calling? Then I just say the radio station. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't tell them which one, though. Uh, well, I was going to call you about all these, all these Haitians, right? I mean, I don't mind them, but one time I went to in a metro reel, and... I went inside and it stunk. Yeah, okay. Well, listen, you call Stan and I'm sure he'll be delighted to talk all about Haitians with you, okay? We don't uh, discuss Haitians on this show. Oh, boy. Where are Mommy and Daddy when we needed them, right? Okay, we have an open line in Dade, 624-9400. I don't know. It's going to take me a week just to get through the mail from today. And there's something else I guess I should say, because a caller earlier made a very good point about Bill Calder, and there are others, but, you know, people who unceremoniously, like, kind of disappear from the air in the middle of the night, and then nobody knows what happens to them, and stations uh, have a tendency to uh, be a little tight-lipped about giving out any information. So, uh, because I have a lot of friends out there, and there are a lot of people in the business who listen to this show, if by any bizarre circumstance, whether it's today or a week from circus or whatever, but um, if... For any reason, I should not appear on the station again on any day. Uh, they can contact Tom Jicka at the Miami News or Linda Thornton at the Herald and leave a telephone number. I'm not talking about listeners. I'm just talking about uh, people in the industry or people who have a personal need to get in touch with me. And uh, I can get in touch with them that way. I just just mentioned that. I'm not saying there's anything imminent, but it's just something I you know want to go on record with because uh, there are an awful lot of people who really get uh, screwed badly in this business, and they just disappear in the middle of the day, and that's uh, the end of it. You think that I'm going to put that idiot on the air, Jack Thompson? He thinks he's going to go on the air? What was that? He hung it up? Hey, Neil. Hey, Neil. How you doing, babe? Enjoying your job? Yeah, see, this, now, anybody that would listen, I mean, here's an attorney. His name is John... B. Thompson. I'm glad I put him on for a couple of seconds. And this guy is a mental case. A mental case. Who is in the process of harassing. He's an attorney in Coral Gables. Harassing this, not just this program, the entire station. And the people in Portland are such Neanderthals. Anybody that would pay attention to a guy like this has got a serious problem and they deserve each other. Mike Wolf is here with a headline. CBS has the news at 1, and we'll come back at 1.06. And now it comes the low blow. Below the waist. Somebody sent me a clipping from this. Um, this is from the uh, West Kendall Gazette, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. From my good friend, Ed Cohen. Bigotry pollutes the airwaves. In perspective, by Edward Cohen. I'm not going to read the first part, although I it just incredible. Some of the things he says in here. For example, he talks about OCN's tower being cut down, and he says, "I'm not suggesting that sabotaging towers is the best way to get rid of these radio stations, but is there a better suggestion?" Uh oh. Isn't that a brilliant line? Thank I God. think maybe Ed's brain is going soft. Luckily, no one reads that paper. You see, now you see what I've said about this market. 
about people who allegedly, that's what I say the market, about the area. Mm -hmm. People who are allegedly your friend. Mm -hmm. Who couldn't give a damn at all. <laughs> and when they can use you and manipulate you, then they're your quote-unquote friend. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Ed Cohen was a guest on my show for, what, ten years? Mm-hmm. Covered a lot of elections together on election night? Mm-hmm. A good friend, I thought. Mm-hmm. We've seen this over and over. Yeah. And now listen to this toward the end of the article. Those of you who are interested in the Pope bashing that is coming over the air from at least two talk hosts will probably be surprised to learn that in at least one case it was an issue the last time the Pope visited the United States. And then he quotes the Miami News and the editorial when they defended my right to be on the air, et cetera, and so on. Well, here we are again. The Pope is coming to our town, and Rogers is at it again on a different station. Only this time, instead of the serious, issue-oriented criticism of the pontiff, one gets mostly vulgar, tasteless recordings of dubious social value that demean Rogers, in my thinking, even more than the Pope. It is an extension of the new format Rogers has chosen, elementary school sexual and excretory innuendo and jokes, presumably in defiance of the FCC. Having spent many years as Rogers' guest political analyst, I can only say with regret that it's not the bleat that bothers me, it's the stupidity. Mm. End of quote. From my mm. good friend, Ed Cohen. Mm. So you see, now that I will... He's aware that obviously he'll never be on my show again, because I don't do that kind of show anymore. It's mm. nothing personal. We don't do those boring kinds of shows where we bring Ed to sit in here. And, you know, I've got the greatest, res or had the greatest respect for him up until I read this article. Mm. I was thinking about him just the other day. Because of the fact that he's a real, one of the last liberals and fighters for causes. And obviously he's not a liberal at all. Mm -hmm. You well, know, and yeah. is just jumping right on the bandwagon to twist what we do on this show. And doesn't have a sense of humor either. There's nothing vulgar about the Vatican rag, and there's nothing vulgar about the Pope smokes dope. And there are all different kinds of ways of making the same point. And nobody did a better job of satirizing the problems of the 60s. And in fact, all the Tom Lear stuff that we got in Iraq here still is appropriate 25 years later. Oh, yeah. And he did it with co comedy and satire. It's more You don't have to sit and bore people to death and talk in monotone for hour after hour and talk about things that people don't care about and beat them over the head because nobody's going to call and talk with you about it. That's not what it's all about. And now I'm stupid. Because I'm not going to continue doing what doesn't work. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Incredible. And I guess that maybe this market just, I mean, the audiences, obviously, because they respond to it, but maybe the marketplace just isn't ready to handle the idea that when you give people what they want and you, you evolve, you know, life is an evolutionary process, and so is broadcasting, and so is entertainment, and so is everything we do. It changes because people's tastes change, and people's attitudes change, and people's needs change. And all this crap about bigotry and all this other garbage, you know, just I, for this guy to fall into the same crap. Mm. Incredible. You know, he's uh, he's turned into another art title bomb, I guess. You know, let's blame the tacos, the bigots, and so on, you know. Unbelievable. Because the truth hurts. People don't want to hear the truth. Maybe that's it. Yeah, no, that is it. Yeah. And this is this is like the crowning blow coming from this man. But, of course, it shouldn't be any different. You know, Howard Kleinberg's busy taking shots now. Another good friend. And, of course, uh, you know, Howard, I guess, would uh, excuse it by saying that I betrayed him by...
betraying a confidence about his position on casino gambling. Well, how many years can you keep a confidence when a man who's the editor of a major newspaper in a city refuses to have the courage to tell the people what his position really is? But it's just astonishing to me, boy. All you got to do is become very successful and have an audience of living and breathing people who enjoy what you're doing, and right away you're a bad guy. I mean, this is just, this is blasphemy. Oh, I know. I mean, he's entitled to his opinion, but if Ed Cohen thinks that I would ever go back to the days when I would bring him on this show and have people calling by the jillion, get him off! Oh, it's terminal, it's boring. And he would sit here trying to get everybody excited about 400 bills that were, you know, being discussed in Tallahassee. They don't care. They don't care about it. And, that, that, and I'm not commenting on whether that's right or that's wrong. I think it's sad that they don't care, but I can't change that. And it's, I mean, this is a business. That's the sad part of it. So you see, no matter what you do, you can't win. If you do this kind of stuff and everybody's into a coma and you have nothing but 90-year-old people listening, then they say, well, gee, you know, talk shows, uh, nobody listens to that except a bunch of uh, people in Cemetery Village. Nobody listens to that who makes any difference. Then if you go ahead and you do something that does get a large audience and you get living and breathing people listening to AM radio again, then all of a sudden, well, it's too controversial and the corporate are having a nervous breakdown and everybody, you know, it's just you can't win in this market because this is an immature Bush League town that doesn't want to grow up. Now, here's a guy like Howard Stern, okay? And this show pales into insignificance on our wildest days. We never come close to Howard on his tamest days, okay? In terms of the language, the humor, the sexual innuendo, anything. Because contrary to what Ricky Ticky or anybody else would say, this is not shock radio. And here's a guy like that in New York. And when the FCC back in April gave the ruling out, they admitted that there were a total of like 69 letters in the file against Howard Stern, and only a handful of them came from New York. Most of them came from Philadelphia, again, from a group of hysterical Catholics. But uh, And also, some of them came from that Donald Wildman, who's in Tupelo, Mississippi, who's never even heard Howard Stern. <laughs> and also, uh, one was from uh, Tipper, some, a letter that somebody sent to Tipper Gore that mm -hmm. she sent to the FCC, and she's over there in Memphis or Nashville somewhere in Tennessee. And in a city of 10, 15 million people, there's nobody organizing to get Howard Stern off the air. Mm -mm. They love him. They love him. And those him. people who don't love him don't listen to him. They've got a million other stations just like they do in this market. Boy, now that's a revolutionary idea. You mean if they don't like him, they don't listen to him? Well, I realize that's very difficult because a lot of people here have mental palsy and they can't turn the dial. Like uh, <laughs> Irving Schechtman in North Bay Village. Hi, Irving. And like Edward Cohen down there in Kendall, who thinks that I ought to continue doing what he thinks is uh, exciting and interesting by putting the audience into a deep sleep. That's exciting radio, Eddie. <laughs> and maybe this market, the whole market, is just what 99% of what you hear on the air is. It's just mung. And maybe that's, you know, what the marketplace can bear here. And how many days did I tell you Howard Stern would last if he were on the air here? Ten? Tops? Two? Of course, it's a moot point because nobody here would put him on the air in the first place. Nope. They know better. They know. No, it's not that they know better. It's just that they don't have the balls to do it. That's all. Because the FCC wouldn't rule on him any differently in Miami than they do in New York or Philadelphia. All because right. they're all major, allegedly major <laughs> metropolitan areas.
alleged. Well, we thought this was... A world-class city. Yeah, we thought. Where the people can't make their own decisions as to what they're going to listen to. They have to sit there like a dog baying at the moon, screaming so that the moon is going to go away. And this is intolerable, really is. Unbelievable. If Ed Cohen doesn't like what I'm doing on the air here now, he knows me personally. He knows I'm not a bigot. And he knows that I've bashed every religion under the sun equally. Right. I don't pick out any particular one. Now, the fact the Pope is coming and has to, happens to be a Catholic, that's his problem. But to me, organized religion, and I've said it for years, is garbage. And that's my feeling about it. And I have nothing but contempt for these, for these shysters and hucksters who rip off the public. And he knows that, and I've always said that. And for 12 and isn't years. It, isn't it interesting, by the way, we don't do those shows anymore? Because right. how many times can you make the same point? I've said all that has to be said. You said that for years at night. Yeah. And nobody got hysterical. Well, they got hysterical, but the point like is that this. he didn't get hysterical. Not like this. No. And I wasn't a bigot. Yeah, that word. But now all of a sudden I'm a bigot. And, of course, they love to seize upon that. You know, there are a whole bunch of people now. Bigotry, this bigot. What bigotry? Yeah. Because I think the Pope is a jackass. I'm entitled to that opinion. And because I think he never met a Nazi he didn't love, I'm entitled to that opinion. And I'm going to express that opinion. And if it's not on this radio station, it'll be on another one. It's just as simple as that. It's not complicated. <laughs> I'm not going to miss any meals. That's why I've stored up all of this. Uh, <laughs> you bet. Like a bear, you know, when he goes and hibernates in the woods, right. he has to store a little excess in case there may be a couple of lean days, in case hunting gets bad. <laughs> like in Winn-Dixie. <laughs> And all of that humor that we've done. You know, I love this line, elementary school sexual and excretory innuendo and jokes. Excretory innuendo. What is this man talking about? No idea. And to use the word bigotry. I mean, here's a guy who turns out, and Ed incredible. is, uh, you know, he's been around a few years, who turns out to be another one of the old farts. Mm-hmm. So if there's anybody else out there who writes a column like in um, the uh, Homestead Journal or the uh, Naranja Express <laughs> the or the Ogis Daily or whatever, you know, any of these other great American publications, please, you know, uh, get it out of your system. I mean, it's like obligatory now that everybody's got to take some shots. Which is fine. Okay, I take a lot of shots, too. But, I mean, when it's, when it's done by somebody who's allegedly a good friend, and I gave this man more airtime than Carter's got pills to promote all of his causes and anything and everything that he wanted. And now he turns. He turns. And this is the same guy, by the way, a few months ago, back in April, when the FCC thing was going on, wrote a column applauding mm -hmm. my campaign and I so remember. far and so on. Yeah. But I see, remember. he's like, he's like uh, Ludner over at Channel 7, Mark Ludner. He can't make up his mind. Noticed. Wonder what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, he's jumping on the bandwagon because it's now very popular. Noticed, yeah. In the uh, print media especially, mm -hmm. to uh, go on the attack. Oh, it's disgusting and it's vulgar. And what? What are they talking about? Can they be specific? Of course not. Of course not. Is there anybody uh, out there who writes these things who's ever gone into Winn-Dixie and looked at uh, one of the cashiers at the uh, checkout line? It's a joke. This is real life. This is what people think about. These are real life experiences with humor. That's all. That's all we talk about. 1987. This is what the real world is all about. 87 We're not style. advocating that anybody go out and rape anybody or attack minors or that the little kids go out and, uh, you know, make babies. You know, any of the things that are twisted and uh, distorted and perverted and turned upside down by people who want only ultimately to silence what they don't don't like and that's incredible to me mm. i turn that cable man you know 
channel after channel, I see all kinds of things that I, I can't believe are there that are, right. to me, I wouldn't watch them if you paid me. And I just keep punching the button. I don't sit there and call American Cable and say, I want that off. I want Jimmy Swaggart off. I want Jan and Paul off my screen. I want Body by Soloflex. So, well, I don't want that off my screen. I want that on the screen. John is here to see Glenn. Do you have his tickets? No. Well, why is he coming back now? Cart. Two cards. Two cards. What is that all about? I, I got to go see what's going on out. Something they're they're having hysterics out. No, no. Wait a minute. There's no need for anybody to have hysterics. If anybody has something that they want to drop off, that's another thing that's gone on here lately. This there's like a circus in here. You notice? It's like a zoo. Why can't they just relax? If somebody wants to leave some stuff, fine. Leave it at desk. the desk. We'll yeah. take care of it. We have other things going on. I know that's a surprise to some people. <laughs> sure we is. do have some other things going on. Not really important, you know, like whether we come to work tomorrow or, you know, little things like that. Boy. And they're having kittens out there. Oh. That's the new thing in this company. Everybody's having babies. <laughs> Even the guys are having babies now. Wait till Jack hears about this. Yeah. Oh, did you hear he called in? Oh, yeah, it was the so the nice hour. to hear from him. Yeah. Now, now, again, the reason I put him on, and I'm delighted, his performance couldn't have been better because I had 30 seconds to fill till the news. And he filled and I it. I put him on, and, you know, this child, I mean, here's a man who really needs some serious help, in my opinion. And you saw the, I still have this uh, page here with the, uh, you know, like the crayons, <laughs> like a little child. It says a lot, that page says yeah, a exactly, lot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. From an adult, from an attorney, no less. Yeah. Okay? And the fact that anybody in this company is responding to people like this, some of whom belong in mental institutions. It couldn't be clear. Oh, yeah, that that right there, and the call. Yeah. You put them together, and what have you got but a, uh, like a little, like about a five-year-old child. And they're responding to this? Yeah, that's that's what's incredible. And what about all the positive calls? No, we just uh, well, I, you uh, just the people who sent me copies of the mail. I've got a whole wastebasket full. You know, I'm not going to save it because obviously the originals went to where they should have. But um, dozens and dozens, and of course, there's still all this. Is, what is all that mail? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, no telling. You always find things in the Pope mail. Unbelievable Pope sticker mail. <laughs> See, that's what it's all about. I always have to hear from him. It's great. And, you know, if Ed Cohen thinks this show is garbage, if it's stupid, fine, Eddie, don't listen to it. Listen to WLRN. Sit there. You know, life has got to be more than just being obsessed with... And that's what bugs me about some people. They're one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like John Broward, who got canned evidently up at J&O. Um, you know, and it's kind of interesting, the reasons for it, too, by the way, which is nothing new to me. But why did he get canned here? Not because of me, but because he had two topics or three topics. Communist and Nicaragua and the Soviet propaganda and every day. He's every still doing that, day, isn't he? Obsessed, one-dimensional. Yeah. And there's nothing to me more boring and more pathetic than one-dimensional people. Mm -hmm. And if you can't have a good laugh, boy, in the kind of world that we live in today, and especially under the, you know, like I said the other day, when you work for other people, your life isn't worth a dime. It's not worth a dime because your entire existence is hanging at their whim. And if they get up on the wrong side of bed one day or they get a complaint and they decide that uh, you're a bad guy or whatever it is, bingo, you're out on the street. Your life, right. you could be, uh, you know, you could be one of the street people.
And that's one of the reasons that this business is so bad. And you work for some real bad people, Boy, and I so sure have I. I sure who have. don't have any kind of human feeling mm -hmm. for the people who work for them, like we're just all cattle. Mm -hmm. And who have no interest in the fact that, you know, you're a person, you're a, hum a human being with needs and with uh, feelings and with emotions and with bills to pay and with whatever else, with a life to, you know, to, that you've got to plan and with obligations and all these other things that every human being has got, every adult. And they couldn't give a damn less about that. Just like what happened at IOD and the way they just mercilessly screwed over a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And NWS. And evidently, who knows, maybe now the same thing's going to happen here. Who knows? Exactly. The only difference being that some of us are not going to be out on the street. True. To say the <laughs> least. To say the least. Okay, 24 past 1 at WINZ. Let's we'll cackle on the end of that. They're everywhere, the cacklers. Maybe it's like a new illness that we don't know about. 29 past 1 at WINZ and the stand majors in the building, so everything's all set for another four hours. We're all squared away. No problems. Keep it very clean. We're going to talk about Haitians today. Jamaicans and Bahamians. It's that bigotry polluting the airwaves. That's Look me. at all that cheesecake. Isn't that great? From cheesecake, etc. Good Lord. And the you-know-who over here is, uh, I think there was one whole box that disappeared. Come on. That was you ate really? more than I did. Wrong. Wow. Stan, he ate more than I did. Wrong. Have one of these. Great. Yeah, he had about six or seven of those. those <laughs> I real good. Not had one of those. <laughs> the whole table was covered with them. There was one that was like... We pink. gave them to our volunteers. It was a oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Charlotte and John. There's only one thing that you'd like to give to the volunteers. <laughs> Hollywood, hello. Hello. Yes. Is that me? That's you. Oh, finally. Uh, I have a question I'd like to ask you. Yes. Who is this jerk Thompson? I mean, Jack Thompson. I think you had it right the first time. Yeah, who, who exactly is he? He's just a chronic pain in the neck out there, an attorney in Coral Gables. Pain in the what? Pain in the neck. I would put it a little lower. Okay, pain <laughs> in the back, pain in the rump. Uh, pain in the ass would be more like it. Like I said, a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm 72 years old. Well, so am I. I was 44 when I came to work today, but now I'm 72. <laughs> I think those records are hilarious. Well, almost everybody does, you know, but now, Jack doesn't, so therefore we can't play him. This jackass is going to presume to say what I should listen to and what I should not listen yeah, to? Yeah, he and Dr. Hoofenmouth, they're going to be the censors for America now. They're going to decide what we can do and what we can't do and what we have to say to live up to our First Amendment obligations. Well, you know, I think they both need a... a a straitjacket. Yeah, really? an, no, an enema. Well, maybe put him in a straitjacket no, first and then give him a good enema. wouldn't be bad either. Next, he'll be maybe knocking a coffee on my enema door from and Jane to know what I'm listening to in my house. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, they're monitoring you, ma'am. I wish he would. <laughs> I wish he would. Yeah. I, I keep a loaded 38. Good. Well, we'll send him right over. I wish you would. Okay. Well, I hope everything turns out all right for you. Well, I listen every day, and I think you're great. I'll be around. Thanks. Okay. Okay, I'll be somewhere. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. I have no doubts. Oh, I have no doubts whatsoever. Mm -mm. Miami, hello. Neil? Yes. Hi. Don't get so upset. No, I'm not upset. I'm very calm. I know. It's no problem at all doing, you know, a show under these circumstances. It's great, <laughs> you know. I know. But, you know, I've been saying ever since this started 
that it was the Miami Herald and the Catholic Church that was behind this. Well, you sure got two good components of it, no question about that. There was a gentleman that called earlier. I was in the car running errands, and I heard him saying that he had called Portland. Yeah. And that they had told him that the Archdiocese was back of it. And it just uh, made me believe that what I said... Yeah, well, the Archdiocese can't handle the truth. That's what really bugs them when, you know, especially now that there are so many things coming out that uh, prove that what I've said for years is true, and they can't handle that. So they want to be able to keep conning all the people out there and pretending that they're holier than thou. And, they, you know, they do anything in their power to get me off the air. I know. And, you know, I've been thinking about this situation for a few days, and to me it is the equivalent of the PTL, the way that this county and the state and the government is spending money for one man for a two-day visit yeah. when we have people that are hungry. And yeah, people are starving to death every day. I was and here there are millions of dollars being spent so this guy can parade around and go on a PR tour. You know, that's terrific. Right, and I was just downtown uh, last week, and I was parked on Flagler Street near the Cultural Center, and I was shocked at what I saw. There was people walking around with no shoes, just uh, hungry. They look like they, a good wind would blow them away. I saw one woman down there that evidently was a lost soul, and she had on a pair of men's shoes that was at least six sizes too big for her. And we had people like this, and I remember when the Camillas House asked for help. Yeah. And they said they didn't have any money in the budget. Well, I remember when we raised about twenty grand for the Camillus House and the Salvation Army on this program. Right. And I, I don't recall ever getting a letter from the Archdiocese. I did get nice letters from uh, Brother Paul at the Camillus House and the other organizations. But, but I don't recall ever getting a letter from Archbishop McCarthy uh, thanking us for the uh, you know our efforts on their behalf and for all the uh, publicity that Mike Spinell and I gave to them. I don't, I don't recall that. I must have missed the letter. That's that. Absolutely true. Yeah, and I don't recall any article in The Voice either uh, commending us for our efforts on the behalf of the needy. No, that's true. The, only, the know, only time you ever get anything written about you in The Voice is when, uh, you know, you tell the truth that they can't handle and uh, they want to make you out to be a bigot. Right. But, you know, when we have situations like this and they have all this money to spare all of a sudden and all the policemen I just heard on television last night, they're going to have... Please, every 50 feet around yeah. McCarthy's house when the Pope stays there. Terrific. Now, isn't that wonderful? Well, maybe they ought to have Jack there to monitor what's going on inside. Right. Well, you know, I think you and I should go down in front of his office, and I recorded, you know, the I-95 song, and we could play it over the loudspeaker. I have, the, you know, plugs into a cigarette lighter in my car, <laughs> and it goes about... Oh, about six blocks. You know, I just discovered something. I'm looking at the letterhead of this letter that he brought in for me this morning, this Jack Thompson. And the first three digits of his phone exchange at his office are 666. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't want to uh, draw any conclusions, but what does that tell you? <laughs> I want, he probably, you know, had a hard time getting that number. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> another thing, I dropped off a tape for you this morning on some programs that was on television and I want Oh yeah, thank you. I've got it right here. I want you to please, please, please look at that tape. Okay. The only thing is we forgot to rewind it. But there was a program on television Saturday and we just saw part of it so we picked it up again Sunday. And you're mentioned there. 
And there's a couple of other things I think you'd be very interested in. You know, how you're a terrorist, you know, go around knocking down towers. Oh, yeah. In my spare time, yeah. Right. But, uh, well, I got some power tools, you know, I don't know what to do with them, so I figure I might as well get some exercise, you know. You might just as well use them. Sure. And, you know, as Ed Cohen says, um, let me quote him again. He says, um, I'm not suggesting that sabotaging towers is the best way to get rid of these radio stations, but is there a better suggestion? Uh, I mean, what a brilliant comment, man. It just uh, takes a genius to write something like that. That man died a long time ago, and he didn't know it. Like a lot of people in this town. Brain dead. The man is a terminal bore. I don't know what happened to him. You know, and uh, here is a guy who was such a good friend. And, you know, as soon as the day came that I wasn't going to bore the audience with his BS anymore, all of a sudden I'm a bigot. Right. Well, let me tell you, when he came on your program, a lot of people turned it off. Oh, trust me. He's boring. But anyway, I wish you all the best of luck, and I hope everything works out fine, Neil. Okay, thanks a lot. Good day. Okay. Hollywood, hello. Yes, Neil. Yes. Uh, a strange thing happened to me this morning. I called up uh, information in the phone company. Yeah. And I got, uh, I asked for Mr. John B. Thompson's number and Carl Gables. Mm -hmm. And Jack answered it. And I, I told him, I go, look, we're monitoring you. And he goes, oh, yeah? He goes, well, come on down here. The man is a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh, he's the man is nuttier than a fruitcake. I mean, there's no question about I, it. I could tell and, just and by talking to him on the phone. And, and that's, not a, that's not an inflammatory statement or an attack and, because no, I he's made it clear by his behavior. Everybody, but, uh, you know, it's public knowledge. Yeah. And they can find out just by calling, you know, Mr. John B. Thompson. Yeah, he needs some serious help, this guy. I don't know what his story is, but he needs some serious help. He's to get hit in the head with a stun gun or something, you know. I don't know I what's think wrong that's, with him. I think that's what happened. You know? Um... Oh, another thing. Uh, well, I'll be there on Sunday at noon at the rally. Okay, we're going to have one. Uh, what time is Mr. Gilbertson going to be there tomorrow? I have no idea. Oh, will he be there during your show or something? You know, because, you know, we could have our, I mean, there are us layabouts that, you know, we can just show up anyway. Oh, no, I, that, that would, you see, I appreciate your support and everybody in the audience, but what you don't understand is you're dealing with a mentality that you've probably never even encountered before. I mean, uh, uh, five don't, years in the Army. Don't, well, okay, don't confuse this man with the facts or with the ratings or with the audience or with, with, with reality. I mean, you know, in his own mind and in this company's mind, they've convinced themselves of what their image is that they want to be and that there are half a dozen uh, misfits out there who are upset, and that's all they need to trigger them off into a, uh, you know, hysterical whatever it is that they're doing to justify their own paranoia. <sighs> I, 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 Bob Lasseter's side there. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, just just keep it up, and we all love you, and we're all going to... I'm going to be there Sunday at noon. Sunday at noon. Okay. Okay? Thank you. All right, bye. North Miami Beach, hello. Yes, I'm a family. FWINC wants family. I'm family. However, I'm willing to start with a $1,000 donation for all our listeners whose right to hear what we want to hear. We must stop them. Let's get a good lawyer and our freedom of listening and censorship must be stopped. We have to name the Herald, McCarthy, Thompson, these nuts up in Hollywood, their minister, the son that is a lawyer. Come on, people, let's get going. Let's get a defense fund for our right to hear what we want to listen to. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Miami, hello. Hello. Yes. Neil. Yeah. Uh, you were reading from my paper just a little while ago. What paper was that? Oh, well, where, where were you reading from? 
You mean the West Kendall Gazette? Yes. Oh. That's your paper? That's my paper. Well, congratulations to you, sir. Yes, and, and I, I just want you to know that, uh, uh, you know, I disagree totally with uh, what Ed Cohen had to say in that uh, uh, publication. Okay. But I certainly... Well, I'm not, I'm not attacking the West Kendall Gazette because, uh, you know, it's not one of the, as you know, one of the... Uh, you know, great publications in America, but at the same time, Ed has written positive things in the past, which he's entitled to, and he's also entitled to write this. It just comes to the fact that he and I allegedly were personal friends for many years. I mean, we didn't go out to dinner together or anything like that, but certainly uh, uh, from a professional standpoint, and I think even beyond that, I thought we were good friends, and now he turns around with well, not even contacting me or anything and seizes upon the, you know, timeliness, since everybody else is on the bandwagon, of labeling this program as something that it is not. And he knows better. He knows better. My point is, you know, it would be just as wrong for me because I disagree with what he wrote uh, this week to uh, not put it in the paper. Or... Oh, I agree with you. I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been there. I'm just reacting to what he wrote. And that yo-yo next to you, who, uh, you know, who says nobody uh, reads the paper, you know, we happen to... Uh, think we put out a pretty good newspaper and, and pretty informative newspaper and not just a, uh, uh, a rag that is, uh, uh, is that what he said? thrown in, uh, off a helicopter or put on a newsstand. Did he call it a rag? No, he didn't call it a rag. Okay. I didn't think he said that. No, he didn't. Anyway, the Dolphins going to win tonight. I sure hope so. Yeah, me too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, everybody's getting very emotional now. You notice that? Very emotional. <sighs> Let's all do that big Bob Lasseter sigh. Next caller is on a mobile phone. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Okay. That's good. Listen, Neil, you know, when I started listening to you, it was because of the kind of humor and your kind of, of humor that you brought to the airwaves. And... The more I listened, the more I liked it. I liked everything that you did. You know, I mean, uh, I think it's time that you should get some more tinkle calls because it's the truth. That's why we listen. And the rating showed it. And when Lee Fowler said, well, it was his first book, well, let's see what happens next time. And, and when Alice said, oh, I'm never going to leave the morning hour. This is my time slot. <laughs> well, what's happened all of a sudden? Everyone's gone. Yeah. You're still here. And now they well, I'm really still, want wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm still here today. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I, I mean, today. And they want to pull the reins in on you. And that's not why I listen. And, and, and I hope they're listening so they can hear me. Yeah, well, I, I want to say something to you, and I really mean this as sincerely as anything I have ever said. Uh, and again, I'm getting it secondhand, but I have no reason to doubt the truthfulness of the caller, the one that called about two hours ago to quarter to twelve who talked about his 45-minute conversation with Bob Gilbertson up in Portland on Friday. And if Bob Gilbertson has taken the liberty of discussing any kind of contractual situation about tearing up the con releasing me from my contract, or anything along those lines, to me, that is the most unethical and the lowest kind of skullduggery I can imagine. That, that's not the kind of thing that you discuss with people who are calling to express a point of view. I mean, people are entitled to call and say, hey, get him off the air, or we love him, or in between, whatever they want. That's fine, and he can respond, re you know, within reason. But to be discussing those things with callers, to me, indicates that there's something here that's uh, just absolutely intolerable. Well, if that was me, and they did that to me, I wouldn't stand for it. I simply yeah. wouldn't stand for it. If that's all that they think about you, you know, I mean, it's disgusting. It just makes my stomach sick, and I'm serious.
because you're the, you started this, and now everybody else is trying to do something. Alice talks about fantasy shows. The stuff I heard on that line there, you couldn't do. Do they talk about that? Uh, Little Potatoes over there talks about his, his fantasies, and everybody has sexual innuendos. So what? So what? It's just, you know, uh, it's a shame to say it. I mean it, though. I almost wish... You could tear up your contract and let someone pick you up who you deserve. I just pray it's in Miami. Okay. Take care, Neil. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Hollywood, hello. Hello, Neil. I've been waiting such a long time, but it's worth it. Okay. Look, honey, I've been listening to you for years. Too numerous to mention. And I must say that you're so knowledgeable, so informative, that I wouldn't change you for any other radio station. In fact, I've, I've been late for message appointments because I waited till the last minute till you're finished to shut off the radio. So I hope you'll continue. That's what I'm looking forward to it. But I want to just say one thing, darling, and I hope the gentleman that's with you, I think his name is Glenn, that he won't mind not to giggle when you're talking or when a caller comes in because that's a little nerve-wracking. Okay. But outside of that, everything is 100% and I, I'm looking forward to listening to you again and again and again. Okay, thank you. Good luck, Tiani. Okay. Bye-bye. 145 and WINZ will take our last break. We do have another one now, right? Okay, just checking and we'll come right back. Okay, now just to condense what you just told me, the attorney who has been harassing this program and her, you know, he talks about exercising his rights. There are no constitutional rights to harass and he's been doing it on the phone and he's, you know, writing stuff in like this, like a little child. And the fact that he would even put this on paper, and uh, where was the envelope for there with a the crayon, like crayon? I mean, the man has uh, got serious problems, but his name is John B. Thompson, attorney at law in Coral Gables. The B as in bothersome, uh, not to be confused with any other John or Jack Thompsons in the Gables who may be attorneys. John B. Thompson, Coral Gables. And again, as I said, if you think of the Antichrist, that should give you an idea as to the first three digits of his telephone number, okay? So, um, and I'm not encouraging anybody to call or do any, you know, I don't want to, we're going to get the same thing we did with Valdez, that we're doing verbal terrorism. I haven't encouraged anybody to contact him in any way, shape, or form, have I? No way. Jose. Who was still running, by the way, with Marlon Suki from the eighth race at Calder yesterday. Now, are you going to be on your best behavior today? He's got a very, he's got like a howdy-doody grin on his face. <laughs> he looked almost like uh, John Anderson for just a second there. I don't know. How do you like this Ed Cohen? Can you believe this? Good Can old Can you Ed, believe huh? this, my good pal? I remember him. <sighs> Leave Boy. my mail alone. Yeah, now Jeez, he's, now he's starting to finger through your mail. Yeah, he can't wait. Can wait he? a minute, did you get a letter from Mary Lou and Hialeah? Is that who that is? <laughs> wait a minute, go back to that one there. I just saw the handwriting. Is that who it is? Of course. Boy, I know every, believe me. I know the voices. I know the handwriting. Here's something that says priority mail. And look at there. He's got one from the youth center. Oh, the yacht center. Okay. Shame on you. Shame on you. And for those who missed the earlier part of the program, I think uh, Mr. Thompson does have a point. All of this encouraging of homosexuality and heterosexuality and bisexuality must stop. No more sex in South Florida. And wasn't it Neil Rogers who predicted not too many years ago that that would be the next thing to be banned in South Florida? 
Now, in 1989, we're going to work on breathing the air. That will be the next thing that will be banned. And, of course, not a big deal in this town because most of the people are walking dead anyway. They don't need to breathe the air. Now, what is that? More dirty pictures of young ladies in lingerie? It's out. No more of that decadence and depravity. But that's a Macy's candle. Well, I don't care what it is. No more of that. No more of these scantily clad ladies with their boobs hanging out. Wow. Next caller on a payphone. Hello. Oh, my God. I've been on for an hour and ten minutes. On a payphone? A payphone. And I called you Friday, but I was on 45 minutes, and finally you dumped me at 2 o'clock. Sorry. Some information is very important. I'm sorry. With my terrible voice. Okay. I sound like, Mom, what's happened then? Uh, number one. I saw the article about Ed Cohn. Yeah. And I responded immediately with a letter. When it comes out, I'll send you a copy. Shame on him. Shame on him is right. Terrible. Number two, you called John Broward, but did you find out who's replacing John Broward? No, I didn't call her. I called JNO. I know who's replacing John Broward. Mike Miller. Yeah, it was in the paper Sunday. Oh, I didn't see it. I thought you'd noticed it. No, I knew Mike Miller was going there, but I thought he was going to do afternoon. I mean, John Broward's only been doing full-time there, like, what, a month? I mean, he just started. Then there's some more information. I called Maine Friday. Oh, boy. Now, I called twice. I called today, but please hear me out. I talk fast. Okay. want to get on before you get off the air. I called Maine, and the first thing the girl says to me, is this a complaint? And I said, let me tell you something. Although Neil's callers are younger people, there are some older people that do listen and do respond and do enjoy it. Anyway, I finally got through to someone in the office who wouldn't speak to her at all. And they finally listened, took my name and number, et cetera, et cetera. They would take care of it. And they're being deluged with phone calls in your favor, number one. Number two, I called the attorney this morning. John Thomas, Thompson, whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. number. Right. The man says to me, I have a deep voice. He says, you dyke, you get off the phone, you dyke. I swear to God. Oh, boy. So I got so mad, I called Maine again. Does that give you an indication of where this is coming from and people are listening to an unbalanced individual like this? Let me tell you, I called Maine again. I was so mad. And I said, let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm going to get in trouble. I said, I'm Mr. Thompson's nurse. (laughs) I did. I really, you can check out it. I said, he's an attorney, but he has some psychological problems. (laughs) (laughs) He's hear me. I know he has some problems. And he's called you numerous times. She says, oh, yeah, she says... You just can't imagine how many calls and letters we've gotten. And I said, please. Just well, well, wait a minute. How many letters they've gotten from him? I guess so. Oh, boy. I said, please take my advice and just don't respond. The more you respond, the more he's going to call and the more he's going to write. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I hung up. Mm. I'm glad I got through to you because I had to let you know what happened. Well, I'm glad. we're. You know, we have to be like Inspector Clouseau here. You know, we have to piece together all the evidence because it's a really bizarre puzzle. I know. It's a terrible situation. Yeah. Well, it's great to be alive. Not, uh, even though they're older, they're not old fogies. They're still young at heart. Okay. Thanks a lot. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello. Um, Mr. Ro- uh, Mr. Rogers? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm one of your younger listeners who enjoys you very much. Are you familiar with Voltaire? Yes. He was the one who said... Um, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll defend to my death your right to say it. Right. Right. And uh, I agree with him. I'm a Catholic, and most of my parents are Cuban. But I enjoy your show. I'm an American. I was born here. And I just wanted to uh, let you know that some of us who may not agree with what you say want you to still to be on the air. Thank you. Okay? Okay, well, I hope you let the Archdiocese know that, too. And You know, I've suggested for a long time, and unfortunately there are a lot of cowards out there, but that on Sunday when they pass the collection plate around in the Catholic churches, 
that a lot of people who are displeased with their attempt at censorship would put a note instead of a bill of in the in the uh, plate and say, when you stop censoring Neil Rogers and anybody else on the air, then we'll start, you know, donating again. You know, the thing is, they also do a lot of good to people. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that some of these uh, bigwigs who are in the upper echelons who have forgotten what it's like to be people, yeah. human beings, uh, are ruining for the rest of us. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay, and thank you. Thank you. Hope you stay on the air. Okay. Why are you showing me all of those uh, dirty pictures from the Macy's catalog? Is that Macy's or is that a different one? Macy's. Macy's. Shame on you. <laughs> He's back at it like again. You know, one shorts? week it's the Spiegel catalog, and then it's the Sears catalog, and this week it's Macy's. The jockey shorts. Shameful. That's what I wear. Disgraceful. I think that Gilbertson is right. <laughs> Enough of this depravity and sickness with people in underwear. <laughs> And priests and dresses. I got a better one than that. I'm going to show you that I've already thrown away. Uh, by the way, I think I'll hear confessions this afternoon. Confessions? Yeah. There you go. Say, <laughs> Miami Beach policeman. Really? Yeah. Which is why I'm throwing it away. I'm sure that he would be. Well, what does it say on the back? He's a good-looking guy. From one of your liberal fans. Yeah. Well, it's no big deal. We don't want to say what it is in the picture because somebody will get very upset again. More calls. I like your album here. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, it's too long to put on carts. I'm going to have to put it on a cassette. And it'll be interesting to see which day I choose to play that. Maybe tomorrow would be a good day. I'm not so sure if I'm going to be on tomorrow or not because we have these big corporate meetings and, uh, you know, it could be I a very... I think you'll be here. You think what? I think you'll be here. In fact, if you would like, I will come in at 10 o'clock. To do what? We'll just do a two-man show tomorrow. Will that make you happy? And you get depressed, I'll just, uh, you know, say something that'll undepress you. You don't like that idea. A great idea, but you can't I've do never it. come in at 10 o'clock on your show. You you've you've done hours. my whole show with me. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you owe me. And I owe you. And I thought tomorrow the would be a good day. The nut attorney... Here's a message from Richard. The nut attorney is forwarding his calls. He's put them on call forwarding to us. Is that cute? I mean, this this guy really has got serious problems. Yes, he does. And it's not the... And, of course, uh, what is it that we're doing about it? See, when you start using the phone to harass, which he's been doing even going back to Friday, he was doing it and calling in the office and just making a nuisance. We'll call the phone and I'd company. Like, no, you see, I'd like to know what this company is doing about that. I mentioned that to our general manager this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, you just roll over and play dead, especially for some nutcase... You're finished. I mean, forget about yeah. Bob Gilbertson or any of the other discussion we have to have, but when there's somebody who's just totally disrupting... No, our attorney should be on the phone to him exactly. immediately. Exactly. Cease and desist. Exactly. Or, uh, Precisely. Okay. Yep. That makes sense, because it's, it's you know, if, he'd call, if he had called one time... Or even a couple of times. Yeah, that would be it, but now but with the taunting, uh, mocking calls, and yeah. with this kind of juvenile stuff in the mail, and with all the, yeah. uh, you know, with threats, and with foolishness... And, and as a lawyer, he, games. you know, if he, claim, he claims he's a lawyer, and yeah. if he is a lawyer, the only thing a lawyer understands is another lawyer. Yeah. Or a good lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. So that you're right. But I'll come in at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Great. Oh, that's good. Okay. And maybe I'll be here for part of it and uh, be out for part and come oh, back. No, and don't do that. To, just because do I'm going to play on here. the air. No, I'm just saying I might have to be out of here part of the time. <clears throat> and then I'll come back, give you a play-by-play, -play, and we'll play uh, Old Lang Syne and all that other good stuff. Who, kno who knows what's going to happen, you know, but... Uh, 
As we have discussed, uh, I don't think I'm going to miss too many meals. Okay, we're out of time here on a Monday. And again, you know, Friday, Saturday, Monday, this is three shows wasted from my standpoint. Just totally wasted with a lot of garbage, with a lot of mung. I had a lot of fun Saturday, though, playing the cart rack before it's taken out of here. Yeah. Well, you better play them quick today. Today is definitely the day. If you got any left that you didn't get in <laughs> on Saturday, I would do it today. Because after a trip to Oklahoma City, you know who will probably be even more right-wing than usual, you know, coming from Oklahoma City. And after he looks at the books over in that place, it's really going to be exciting. Okay, that's going to do it. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful life. And don't forget, if I don't show up here, all my uh, radio friends, just call Tom Jicka at the Miami News, Linda Thornton at the Herald, and uh, don't call us, we'll call you.